Vino and Rich. Every second of your show is pure greatness. So, how do they select a best of the week? What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. What do you want to do? Whatever's the best. I think it's all good. What about that conversation about butt cheek size? Which one? The one from Tuesday? We had like three of them. How about we just like shoot for it? Can we flip a coin, Spot? Covino and Rich's best of the week. You're not going to put Rich talking about The Bachelor on there, right, Spot? Don't do that. Please don't do that. Only on Faction Talk 103. I love it. There it is. There it is. Hold on. Bert, where did that start? By the way, welcome for the first time ever on the show. It's long overdue. At least for oh, us. Whatever. He's like, really? Since when? Oh, it's long overdue. I can tell you when it's when it started being oh, long really? overdue on my pay. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Bert Crusher, everybody! Oh. Oh, there he is. You guys are the ones that broke Sebastian. I'll tell you that right now. Yes! I know, I know that. I know that. I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I believe it, too. I believe it, too. I remember really? work, I worked with Layla, and yes. she was like, she was like, you have... Uh, do you know? Do you know? Uh, have you ever heard of the show Kavina and Rich? And I said, Yeah, I have. And she, I go, they're on Sirius XM. Yeah. She goes, They are in love with Sebastian Maniscalco. And this is the first time I heard Sebastian starting to pop, right? Yeah. And I was like, Really? And they're like, Dude. She was like, He's going to be huge. He's so funny. So I cut back his. I hear. I hear that we get. We had done working. The pilot doesn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. I then go and I'm sitting in my man cave and I see something on Showtime and it's Sebastian special and I go oh I'm gonna give it a look and I watch it and I was like those motherfuckers were on top of that yes. and, then, and then I just kept waiting I yeah. kept waiting for the feelers to come my way for you guys ah. to decide the tastemakers <laughs> to decide that I was ready to pop and let me tell you something I'm so happy to be here let me tell you. I'm popping I'm popping let me tell you I'm so fucking late to the party because I watched yeah. your special last night and it was so fantastic I loved it uh, you know our, our producer Jake uh, the handsome Jake out there yeah. was just saying uh, like last week, he goes, "You have to watch Burt Kreischer's new special. It is fantastic. <laughs> I watched it last night, and uh, that's why I didn't. You know, I didn't shower today. You know why? I woke up late because I put the baby to sleep, and I said, "You know what? Uh, I need to fall asleep." Let me let me smoke a little bit, but then I was like, "Oh fuck, I want to watch Burt Kreischer." So I couldn't fall asleep because I'm laughing my ass over yeah, you. Oh, and then I passed you. out on the couch last night. Secret time, bro. Secret, secret time. time. <laughs> By the way, fantastic. And I, I, let me tell you my side of the story. Time. You know, I secret time see... when you wash when you dry your asshole, you just on your bed sheets, right? No, Dude, the best the best compliment I've ever gotten. I hate to call you out, Michael Bisbing, but uh, Michael Bisbing texted me uh, or direct messaged me. He's like, "Secret time. I dry my asshole on the bed too when I get out of the shower, and my wife is losing her mind laughing at that." Wait, why don't you do? the fan i do the fan, fan. Like, like the the ball oh, fanning like with the, no. with the boxer briefs you <laughs> no. don't do that i get out i dry off totally right yeah. and then i and then instead of draping a towel <laughs> under my undercarriage yeah. i just plop down on the comforter and that dries everything <laughs> so the sheets of the duvet yeah. uh duvet okay. if we're gonna get really into it i pinch up a volcano <laughs> so i get man-to-man coverage that's great. Yep. That's great. You, you know what I love come, about you, Bert? Oh, wow. You do things that I'm unwilling to do. You put yourself, I mean, first off, take your shirt off. Uh, <laughs> second, like, you, you're, you're putting yourself out there in, in crazy ways. Like, I remember the first time, one of the first times I saw you was, was a pilot you did with my ex, right? Yeah. And she's like, you got to see this guy. And I saw this guy, again take his shirt off, but like, throwing himself around he's on the floor he's under the table he's under yeah. the chairs he's flipping couches you know and he was making jb smooth jb, JB and, smooth had sex with me and i remember <laughs> watching this guy and i'm thinking this dude is out of his mind you know so mm-hmm. i followed you ever since and and jay came in recently he's like you got to see his new special jay Gar, associate producer watched it 
killed it, loved it. And dude, you've been popping for a long time, dude. All the TV oh, shows. This is this is not happening overnight. I, I feel like so sad that it was so long overdue to have you on yeah, our show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I've, my ra- you guys have been on my radar for well, I guess That's now awesome. like ten years. Get yeah. out of here. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember it distinctly because I I remember one time I went when I first this is like this. I don't. I couldn't even tell you when this was. Maybe like seven years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. I went into Sirius XM. Uh, New York, New York, and I said, and they're doing like a little bit of the tour, not the like tours that you do now, yeah. but like they were like you do Opie and Anthony, and then they're like, hey, uh, Pete, Pete, uh, Pete Dominic. Dominic's in the back. You're gonna do Bennington. I was like, hey, can you get me on Cavino and Rich? And they didn't do it. And they're like, nah, man, Fuck sorry. That. Are we like the? What are, the, are, they, are we cooler than we thought? Are they sabotaging us? <laughs> they're sabotaging. <laughs> Maybe it's sabotage, dude. Long man. overdue, and, and congrats on all the success and all Thank the shows. You. I mean, it, it led you to this awesome new special. And it's got to be weird because you've been doing it for a long time. Now everyone's hyping up and jumping on this one, right? Yeah, it's not it's, like you but got it's funnier like, no, overnight. It's, it's good. It, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I would argue this: if you're a young comic and you're listening, okay, um, you want to be the journeyman comic. You want to be the comic that's in the clubs. Everyone knows. Everyone likes. Everyone respects. Everyone likes to drink with. Likes to get high with. Mm-hmm. You just and you're not. You're not this like uh, hot shot. Uh, trust me, it would have been fun to be a hot shot young comic and blow up. But look at Sebastian, right? Right. What mm-hmm. did he pop when he was forty? Yeah. yeah. Right. Trust not me. Not one person, it's... not one person in this business begrudges his success. That's true, no, right? But, dude, we were all hitting each other up when he did the Greek the other night because because you are happy for him. Right. He yeah. Hustled. He was a fucking waiter at Four Seasons, running to do spots at the store, broke as a grown up. That's very different than being broke at 23 and blowing up at 26 True. and being directing movies at 28. No one really applauds that guy's journey. But like I think when you're m- my age, it's like I just did Fitzsimmons show, I did Bobby Kelly's podcast out in New York. They watch the whole special. They're like I'm going to sit and I'm watch and you get an interview where people are like, "Dude, I man, thank you." Like, I'm telling you, you're the hot a, chick now, though, I'm, man. But I'm the, I'm the, I'm no. You know what I am? What are you? I'm like, uh, ooh, Julie Roberts doesn't look bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there, there's something perfect about what you said because the uh, journeyman, like, you know, you, you and Sebastian are in that same category of. of on top of their game, but that slow build is so much better oh, yeah. than the than the quick the, the quick overnight thing. It really is. I'm the quick like, burn. Like I was saying, we we're talking about Sebastian a couple of years ago. He's doing you're right, like Gotham Comedy Club or something like that, which is a great venue. But he goes from that to Radio City. But you're ready for now, it, uh, also. Yeah, like I, I've been to Montreal a bunch, where you go and you do the show. And you're like, and you watch the young comic who's only got eight minutes, mm-hmm. kind of like nervous, wringing his hands, and you're like. Eight minutes is nothing. Right. Like, I remember we did 15-minute sets in Montreal, and these kids were panicking about stretching, filling 15 minutes. And I was like, are you kidding me? I just get to do my best jokes. Like, <laughs> you'd rather be in that situation yeah. than the guy who's, you know, god dang it. I, oh, your phone's going I, off. By the way, this is, I just hired a social media company oh, to help did? me figure out when to post, and I have oh. a big tour coming up. Oh, man. So they're going to help me release the tour. That's it's pretty re- fan- That's fantastic. It's really great, but then they... Stuff like this, where they put alarms on That's my phone, fine. You got, but you're <laughs> strategizing everything. And yeah, by the wow. way, I, I love that you, you're, you're tweeting about your appearances. You're doing everything right, man. And and uh, I like it though. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. It's like it's like you can sense it in some people who like 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 well, since we're using Sebastian, and I think he's a safe mm-hmm. space because he's my friend. Yeah. Good. He does not enjoy social media. No, no, no. He fucking hates it. I remember we told him he had a, he had like all these underscores in his social media oh, name, yeah, and we, we told him to take him out, and he yeah, did. Yeah, really? so yeah. Yeah. He's like, why? You think I gotta get rid of him? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. But it's, it's great when you watch like when you watch his wife 
on because and you look if you don't know who his wife is, I'm not going to pimp her out right now. She's, <laughs> she's a, a private person. Artist, yeah. She's a private person. Yeah. But when you watch her record Sebastian and the, he, she did the funniest thing one time. She was doing like the Running Man in the bathroom or she, something. You see that one, dude? <laughs> the funniest one ever is she was recording his build up to his t- intro to his tour dates. Yeah, and then going are like like going holding it and recording and going all right, you ready? And he's like, yeah, are you recording? And she's like, yeah, I'm recording. And goes, hey everybody, and then she'd stop. <laughs> And then she'd go, all right, do it one more time. Right. Dude, that was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever I seen in my life. I texted funny. my manager and was like, yeah. tell Sebastian more of that shit. That's funny. But oh. I enjoy social media. I enjoy, I love Instagram. I love. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I like, I like, I mean, I was in television for 10 years, doing, doing my own show for 10 years, different shows, but. I got into equipment and editing and gear. I did a vlog for a period of time. Do my podcast. I love getting equipment. I love getting gear. And then when Instagram started popping for me, I had thirty five thousand followers two years ago, and and I and me and Tom Segura got in a weight loss challenge, and I started edi- editing videos with music behind them. And I was doing it for me, and then Rogan texted me. He was like, dude, that midnight special, you know, let the midnight special. I was making a song. I was like, you got to find a song to inspire you to jog. And I hit that song, and I got on the treadmill. That is awesome. And it was like just a cool video. And Rogan's like, that was badass. And then I got into it. And now I think I've I've grown in two years by 450,000. Get out of here. That's what we're hoping for. I gained gained 100,000 within the last three weeks. From the Netflix thing. Yeah, because I... I love shooting video. I love doing videos. Right. I did one to promote the special. Do you like how I'm like clearly excited to be on the show because I'm talking like a crackhead? I love it. No, I love it. We love it. I uh, I did one where I I was out. My billboard was on Melrose, and so I wanted to shoot a promo in front of my billboard, but I didn't have anyone to shoot it with me. Yeah. So I I, I love s- that you love your billboard because Kavino <laughs> thinks oh. people take it for granted. He goes, if I had a billboard, I'd be sweating. Hell Dude, yeah. did you see my billboard though? Is it? Is it? Do you love it or not? I don't know. Spot, pull it up. There's got to be a picture of it. Uh, go to my go to my Instagram page. I'll pull. I'll show you. I'll show you the billboard, and then I'll tell you how I shot the video. You don't have to watch the video, but uh, I wanted to do a promo, and so I didn't have anyone to shoot it for me. Yeah. And my driver, I had a driver. Netflix had a driver taking me around. He didn't speak English. I couldn't explain it to him, and so I just go to this. I just hit record. Go down. Go down. By the way, that's it. It's uh, Bert, Bert, Bert. Oh. dot com, and <laughs> it's just Bert your belly. It's oh just my, my belly. If if you can hear it. Hey man, can you do me a huge favor? That's my billboard right there, and I wanted to videotape a promo for Instagram. Would you mind videotaping it for me? Thank you, man. So I just held the cord. <laughs> if you can just hold it like this and just get the billboard in it and me. That'd be great. It's already recorded. It's already recorded. Ready? <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Burke Kreischer, The Machine. My Netflix special, Secret Time, is airing right now on Netflix. Streaming live. This poor kid's so holding the phone the whole time. Have a great weekend. You going to watch our special, sir? Yeah? He's like, yeah, sure. Who's your favorite comic? You, man. Me? That's what I like to hear. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, what's your name? You, you got to check out his Instagram, you, though. Instagram. Instagram. Freshly Prince. Freshly, Freshly Prince? Freshly All right, you got to check out his Instagram because it's so... Really? People thought it was a joke because it's just him in different outfits yeah. in the same stance. And they were like, they were like clearly... Like, look. No, look at him. Oh, oh he's so got really... Funny. But this is him first, right? Yeah. He works at a dispensary. That's, and people this like, is some dude who was sitting on a bench that you asked to film this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bert, take us back because you, you talked about the journey. It's the first time we've had Jan. Yeah. All right. 
I want to know how it led up to the taking the shirt off. I know you got this party guy, crazy guy, yeah. you know, reputation and college and all that stuff. So give us give us the backstory. Were you always the class clown? Were you always like this crazy guy? No, I wasn't. I was. I don't think I was ever really even a class clown. In my fraternity, I was a. Uh, I was definitely probably the funniest guy in my fraternity. Right. When I was in high school, I was an athlete. But I went to all boys Catholic What'd high you play? school baseball. You you were good though. Yeah yeah. I got recruited to go to college. Shit, what, what's your what, what's your thoughts on softball? Because we disagree. We both played baseball. Also, I play softball. Just feel like it's the closest thing you could get to still yeah. like you know swinging a bat. He refuses. It's a dip, it's a very different bat swing in my yeah. opinion. Uh, it's not as fun. It's I I would do it just to burn calories nowadays. Yeah. That's all I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. But uh, my daughter's into softball, and so now I'm like obsessed with fast pitch softball. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> The uh, uh, but I was an athlete in college in high school. But I went to an all boys Catholic high school, and in order to sit, it had not. There was no hierarchy of like the best looking guys sit sat somewhere. It was the coolest guys, the funniest guys, right. the most interesting guys, the yeah. guys that really could break balls sat at one table. I could probably name them off: Ty Rodriguez, Brad Radke, Brad Radke, who played by the way professional baseball for the Twins. Okay, um, yeah, Corey Brown, uh, uh, Blake Casper. Came and was there. Like, all of us sat at the cool You had tables. to break balls to, to, to last. And I'm not, I'm a good ball breaker, but for some reason, when I break balls, people get their feelings hurt because I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> so they're like, is that what like, you man, think of me? That was so low. Yeah. That's and, like rich sometimes. I, yeah, that, I get that, that reputation. Those, like, way too low. Like, yeah, dude, we were I'm a nice fun. guy, but I'm like, yeah, no, you, I just take the fun out of it. Yeah, and so I could tell a story. <laughs> yeah. And so I would, I'm not even joking. I remember walking from religion class and Mr. Mercandante's class to the cafeteria working on my story working on my story the same way I do today going we we did a beer run and a dog chased us into the car and I'm and I was like oh this is the story I'm telling okay. here we go I go all right uh I remember someone took a swing at the guy and he and I'm a, I was like he took a swing at him, but it was like a fucking big swing and I was like he started in Dade County and ended up in Portland uh, and for, for yeah. like and so like yeah, and you so had the singer you had to punch it the dog jumped on came and like and I remember came and go wait the dog didn't jump on me I go shut, shut the fuck up, up. I gotta be and, honest in the and not to cut off your story, but I like I like the way he tells the story. He he's trying to paint the picture. Yeah. And in the new special, you're talking about you were so high, you were high like a whale, right? That, that was just shit, a lie. Oh my, my wife! That I, shit I, was I thought, so funny. I to didn't me. know my wife. I thought my wife. You know when you're sitting you next like to your too? wife yeah. and she's on her phone and you're like, yo, she even fucking paying attention. I'm like, you watching? Yeah. yeah. I went the the whale same part. Thing. She started. Do you know what? You know what, you know what happened with that? Way. I you, I literally <laughs> like high like a whale. I had think about it. I had I had I had. Written the joke. I look, by the way, I could dissect comedy like a, all day long. Like a senator sucks. Like a senator. <laughs> he went with the senator sucks. Dude, I, the, what we used to say. What we the used to. Whale was good what we used to say in high school was higher than giraffe pussy. That right. was what we said, right? Right, right? So then one night I'm saying that on stage, and someone said, "I think that's in Rogan's special." And I went, "Are you serious?" So I lost my my analogy. Right, right. So yeah. one night I'm writing them all out, and I'm trying to work them out, <laughs> and I and I'm and like writing and writing and writing. It's higher than Higher than Senator Socks. Higher than Astronaut Pussy. That's progressive. Yeah. Higher than, and I'm going through higher than a woodpecker's dick in a redwood. Going through everything like that I think is funny, and then I'm like, fuck it. And so I just get high as shit, and I, and all I could think about was like just a whale being on top of the ocean, looking down, going, I'm high as fuck right now. And it kept making me laugh. And I, funny. And I couldn't stop laughing yeah. at it, and I, can't, I couldn't stop repeating it. I'm high as a whale. I'm high as a whale. So we go to do the special. And I think Senator Socks is the one that all my smart friends will get. Mm-hmm. So I, I drop Sox. it in the special, and it just doesn't go over the way I wanted to. And I, I 
get out of the moment, the special. By the way, I was going to edit all this out, yeah. and I just left it in. I, go, I get out of the moment, and I go, man, I have worked that joke nine different fucking ways. <laughs> That's like, what I loved about yeah, it. And whale. I go, you know, and I tell everyone, and then I even told him, hi, as a whale, and it gets a huge laugh, and I was like, I guess it works that way. Perfect. I mean, yeah, I love, I love the execution. He never thought of it perfect. that way. The whales, he's on top of the water, and, looking down at everything. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare three people that are so random. You, yeah, Bert Kreischer, yeah. and the dudes, and the dudes from. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the prank show that we love? Practical, uh, jokers. practical jokers. Oh yeah. Three, you got when you have the ability to sort of laugh, you like you're laughing. Uh, like you're having so much fun on stage. Yeah. I think. So much of it is like, yeah, this guy is having a blast. He's having fun telling his own stories. Yeah, that that's contagious. such a it's such a contagious yeah. thing. Like there were times during your special, where I started it. laughing because I'm like, yo, he is having so much fun telling this story. Well, what what I and I'll also add this in, and I think these are good footnotes to share. But like, I love I love making myself laugh. I right. love making myself laugh. <laughs> yeah. it's my favorite thing in the world is come up with a funny idea and start giggling to yourself. Right, yeah. and your wife's like, what's so funny? You're like, nah, you wouldn't get it. Well, because if, if if other people aren't get it, at least you're having fun with it. Yeah. and then that's contagious, like Rich said. And, and it's so evident in the uh, special, man. It looked like a great time. I was. Oh. I don't want. You guys got to check it out. I don't want to give away. Time. I don't want to give away all the greatness. It's a. It's fantastic. Secret time. Okay. Bert so, Crasher. But hold on. There's yeah. one part of a special that I just okay. one line. Was there a line that stuck out to you the, or the a part? Thing. I mean, well, I saw it a few weeks ago. So there was there was one part that I don't even know why I was just dying laughing. You were talking about how like your dad, you know how your dad is and how you were dick and you were hard to handle and stuff like that oh, at yeah. times. And you said one time he was, <laughs> you were holding a glass over the bed, and he went to pour you milk, <laughs> and you just moved the glass just for the fuck of. He's like, why? Wh why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? And you're like, would you say comedy? Or it's comedy. It's com <laughs> I was because I'm just picturing. That any deserves an ass kick, but, you know? really but you know does. what it is the way oh. you describe your pops, the way you describe your dad, and that just that you telling that like you move the glass, and I'm picturing some old guy. With a carton of milk, being like, "Why the fuck would you move the glass?" Dude, I used to love. He's a bed full of milk. I used to love. Uh, <laughs> I love when comics talk about their dads. It's like you know, it's like when comics talks about the kids. We all got yeah. kids. We're all going to share it in different ways. We mm -hmm. all had dads. In a weird way, we all have daddy issues. That's why we got into comedy to seek mm -hmm. strangers' approval. Freddie Soto had a joke. I remember. Regardless. <laughs> Regard, regardless. Oh, but if I was one of your buddies drinking beers, <laughs> dude, I would howl laughing. I did not know his dad, but I would howl laughing at his dad. It's like Joe going, Coy. It's like Joe Coy's mom. I don't know her. It's like it's like Sebastian's dad. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian's dad. They're gonna, they're gonna dog down the street. Go pet the fucking dog yeah. down the street. Oh, you want I a dog? Was, you want I was a dog? The delivery today? guy. Yeah. yeah. No, and so and so I I had this story about my dad that I didn't think was funny. It was about the pajamas. About. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell you if you haven't heard it, but mm -hmm. it's a true story. I won Christmas. My wife asked, said, I go, what do you want for Christmas? She said pajamas. I heard pajamas. I love how you like, I don't know if that means like was pajamas won. Or? I bought seven pairs of pajamas. <laughs> but right? you thought you did good. Individually wrapped them, fanned them out, sat back in the cut, knowing I hit it out of the fucking park. <laughs> Bitch wants pajamas. Bitch got pajamas. I'm literally all Christmas going, open my gift, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it. My dad is sitting next to me going, you must have killed it this year, buddy. I was like, you'll see. <laughs> Opens the first pair, pulls them out, and just goes, oh, pajamas. And immediately I think, oh, fuck. <laughs> If Six. that's her reaction to pajamas number one, I can't imagine it's gonna build. My dad, and this is my dad, just drinking whiskey and eggnog. Who the fuck buys someone pajamas? And immediately I'm like, oh, this is gonna get pretty bad. Opens the second pair and just goes, oh, more pajamas. My dad looks at the five unwrapped gifts, quickly does the math, and goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Pajamas number five, I think he's having a stroke. Pajamas number six, they're around her going, come on, pajamas, 
Come on, pajamas. So funny. By the way, pajamas number seven. And the point of the joke is, I didn't. It was a throwaway joke, right? Mm -hmm. I just ran into Sebastian in the hallway, and I said, "Dude, I love the joke about you and your dad with the dog." He's like, "Oh, thanks." I said, "You know, I wish I could write more about my dad." And I, I go up in the OR that night. This is very recent, meaning from when I shot the special. I just tell the pajama story as, as like a throwaway. I'm not doing well, and you're trying to grab for anything. I tell mm -hmm. the pajama story, and Adam Egot comes up to me. He goes, dude, that pajama story had me fucking howling laughing. And I was like, I literally was like, really? Because there's no joke in it. Yeah. There's no setup. And there's no punch. You never know. that It's hard to be your own gauge sometimes. Yeah. Where other people, like you find shit funny. Other yeah. people find it so subjective. It's, it, honestly, it's a- uh, But that shit was hysterical. It's like, you know, we always say every time, what we think, oh, today was a great show. The feedback yeah. will be like, you guys suck today. We think the show <laughs> dude, sucked. Dude, And it was like, yo, that was the greatest show. I did a show. I did a show in the belly room, All right? It's a new material show. Yeah. And you go up, you have no material, and you basically say, like, what do you guys want to hear about? And in the back is Rogan, Ari, and Tom Segura, mm. and Shafir and Segura. And so I'm not doing well. Some guy goes, take your shirt off. And I take it off. And I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> Someone goes, uh, Anne Frank. And I go, oh, I used to think Anne Frank and Helen Keller were the same person. <laughs> and the place <laughs> fall. By the way, it's not funny to me because right. I really thought that. Right, right, right. No and I go, died. I found out at the Anne Frank house they're not. And everyone's like, wait, what? And I hear them go, tell the story. Like, my, my friends in the back are like, tell the whole story. Tell the whole fucking story. Because they know for a fact that if I tell you a story, what I don't think is funny. Right. If I just tell you the story, that's when it's funny. That's when it's funny. Right. And, and I hear Segura, tell the story. Tell the fucking story. And I go, we went to the Anne Frank house. I thought it, Helen Keller and Anne Frank were the same person. My buddy's like, uh, you want to go to the Anne Frank house? So I was like, yeah, we get high as fuck, laugh our dicks off. And they're like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've been hearing jokes about this chick my whole life. We'll put a plunger in her toilet. And they're like, you can't go into her bathroom, but you can see the closet. They kept her. I'm like, they kept her in a fucking closet? He's like, of course, the Nazis were looking for The Nazis were looking for how, how, did, how bad did this chick have it? Can't see, can't hear, can't talk. Locked in a closet. Nazis are looking for her. I go, wait, how did the Nazis not find <laughs> Banging around in a closet. My friends are howling, laughing in the back. And I am oblivious that it's funny at all. That's the best gauge. And I get off stage, <sighs> and, and Rogan just grabs me and goes, please tell me that's a bit. And I went, no. <laughs> By the way, I have, that, I have the audio of that on this phone yeah. of me just going, I go, no. And he goes, that is a fucking bit. Oh my and I was God. like, oh, yeah. Those are, the I think, the best jokes you tell is when you don't see it as funny. Oh, when but, I see yeah. Rich hesitating on whether or not he should go there or say this about his sex life or about anything, his opinion, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. now you got to no, say do it. Do it. And it. that's the most memorable shit. Oh, man. And it's working. Bert Kreischer here. So uh, I cut you off mid-story before, and you're saying you, you had the art of telling a story. Then you're a college kid with a party star reputation, and then they base Van Wilder off of you. That's the true story, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, what happened was Rolling Stone magazine wrote a six-and-a-half-page article about me. I mean, everything we I say from that point on is, I guess, technically hearsay, but it's not. I mean, Oliver Stone's option company optioned the rights to my life. I moved to New York. I start stand-up. Will Smith discovers me, and in that process, the option falls out. Now, what I've been told by Van Wilder and the people who produced the movie in meetings, you know, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I would never sue anyone. I. I uh, that definitely came up when the movie came out. Like managers and agents and of lawyers course. are like, we should sue. Right, right, and right. My, man my manager Barry Katz said on a f conference call, I was driving down Venice by the by the Starbucks on Venice uh, near Culver City. Mm -hmm. My man manager Barry Katz said, Papa, there's two people in this business: people who work and people who sue. Pick which one you want to be. Yeah, I don't and I was like, guy. I was like, yeah, you know what? And it didn't. It wasn't a successful movie. But then, from what I have heard since from uh, the people at National Lampoon. I did a radio show there, and we brought in some execs, and everyone was like, "Everyone was like, 
I'll ask them. And I was like, oh, I told them the story. And then they were like, cut the fucking mics. And so, but what was it then that, that got you uh, even on that level of, of notice? Like, were you that crazy of a college kid? Were you that? And what drove it? You just like making people laugh? Were you- I think, I think, I think honestly, I, there is a part of me that is whatever I am in comedy, but they were trying to write an article about the school. So they had written a six, they wanted to write a six and a half page article about the school and they just thought it was too broad a subject. Mm-hmm. So then they looked at it, the editor looked at it and was like, just make it about this kid. <laughs> yeah. And so they just changed the scope entirely. That's right. pretty amazing, huh? it, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone will get that. F- like in today's the way media is run now, to be in Rolling Stone, to be a kid that really loved Rolling Stone. Every one of us loved of Rolling Stone. Yeah, magazine, yeah, yeah. To have it, like to open it up and see yourself in a double wide spread in a in a, <laughs> with your shirt up yeah. with a keg in a fountain. I literally, I do, I cried. I mean, the first sentence is. It's taken Burt Kreischer six and a half years to become the man he is today, the number one party animal at the number one party school in the country. And I started crying. I was in my boxers, in my in my living room, <laughs> party and guy. dust particles, and, I, and, my, and my dad called, and he was like, I think this is going to change your life. But I don't know if like life, like a legit mm-hmm. life-changing moment like that where you're like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm not going to become a lobbyist. Right, yeah. right, you can't now. Yeah. And Bert, not to sound corny or anything, but like does is does that come with a pressure to always be the the crazy party guy? Can you just chill and go to and hang or do you always have to be the funny guy? I can when what you ha- got that reputation, you know. I think what happens if you when I do I mean I hang out with like friends a lot, but like when I am more low key at the store, a lot of people are like, Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when wrong? like when I like like I'm I just happen to not be drinking right now. It's right. not mm-hmm. like a conscious thing. I right. just it's like I feel good and I'm want to lose weight i got mm-hmm. a cardiologist appointment coming up so and but like uh the other day someone was like um hey man what's going on are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine and they're like okay i just noticed that you haven't been like out partying and i'm like oh yeah i'm just kind of hanging out spending time with the family i've been on the road a lot i've been too impressed for this tour all my serotonin's gone i was right. in new york two weeks right like and so but people do notice it i don't think there's a pressure per se because i think it's genuinely who i am yeah like i am no, just no, a yeah. loud person right segura said if you my i am at my finest when i'm in a crowd of people i don't know like a uh, like a thousand or more strangers and i'm in the middle of them that is when i'm the funniest human being i've ever been because i i thrive on that shit. right you want to show them who you are dude you keep mentioning cigarette he's your guy is he your dude probably my best friend yeah Yeah, your best friend in the business me and ari and joe and tom are all tight tom and i are probably really close you have enemies in the business uh no, not anymore. Any uh, rivals? No, not no. anymore. No, I had I had a, a guy that we had beef with, and we kind of cleared it I think up. I motivated you a little bit, though. No, no, not at all. Really care. <laughs> <laughs> he was an yeah. alt comic. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say you mentioned Rogan uh, a yeah. bit. He, yeah. what do you think about him and uh, what Elon Musk was uh, smoking weed on his podcast? That was a big yeah. deal, huh? He sued him a text after did, that. Did, did you I, say? <laughs> I was talking to him up until he did. The, I was on the phone with him. I was in New York, and I was on the phone with him. And he was like, I got to go. I got to do something. He, I didn't know he was going to do a podcast with Elon Musk. I wake up the next morning and my dad texts me. He's like, your boy Rogan. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I was like, I was like, did he get in a car accident? Oh, uh, yeah. Then, they... and like, I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? And he goes, he got high with Elon Musk. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then I, all I had to do was touch my phone oh, and oh, it was yeah. everywhere. Wow. That yeah. was wild. That was uh, that was that was some some that, big news. That you guys are buds. So is that like a quick test text? Like, nah. dude, you're fucking everywhere or no? I mean, he's everywhere. I all think. The time. I think. You know, I think we like our texts with each other. Are, I don't think we talk about stuff like that really. Like, it's more like uh, just bullshitting, it's just bro. It's, it's, it's stuff. It's stuff that we would not 
that we just bullshit to each other about comedy, gotcha. about each other breaking balls, about challenges, about like, hey, I'll give you a X, whatever. I'm, I can't even go into the challenge that's out right now, but they want they have a new one that they want me to do, and I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> you give each other challenges. That means huh? you gotta yeah. tell us now. <laughs> oh no, we they give we give out challenges uh, like they did with Sober October. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar with it, but. Uh, <laughs> So I went on Rogan's podcast, me, Ari, and Tom, we did yeah. this weight loss challenge, right? Me and Tom did. Ari lost the bet. Rogan paid it. The three of us get together to do another podcast, and I I would say unwisely told them exactly how much I drink, and I think it alarmed them. Oh. And so they were like, they were like, whoa. Well, how much? A lot. Like, yeah. Were you the Tito's guy? Yeah, big Tito's, Tito's guy. Tito's yeah. Guy. <laughs> they were like, how many drinks would you have in a night? And I was like, I don't know, like, you know. Like four or five doubles, and they're like, "That's, that's a nine. night, a regular night." I was a regular night, and they're like, "That a night? That's nine drinks." And I was like, "Well, no, it's not nine drinks. It's, Man, it's four drinks. Yeah, it's four drinks or <laughs> doubles." Yeah. And I go and I drink them in thirty-two ounce glass, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, well, "Hold on," and they're like, "Wait, how many bottles do you go through?" And I was like, "Well, I've had nights where I go through a handle, but not normally." And they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and I was like, "Wait," but I go, "Hold on," and I'm trying to defend it, right. yeah. and I can see their faces changing, that's a lot. and in my head, I'm like. I've always known when it comes to comedy, when it comes to podcasting mm-hmm. or po- radio, yeah. you if you're honest, you're fine. You can't, The second you start lying, that's where you start backpedaling and mm-hmm. no one trusts you anymore. Yep. You just got to be honest. And I'm like, why the fuck did you, why were you honest? You should have said two. You should have said two like you're getting your life insurance policy. Yeah. And so <laughs> they, they said, let's do sober October. Oh, None of wow. us will do drugs or drink for all of October. And let's see if we can do it. And we did it. And it was fun as shit. It was like a blast. Oh, we and then you realized, th- too, you didn't need uh, nine drinks uh, well, the, a night. For me, the thing was, I didn't. I have a hard time falling asleep. And so, Same here, man. It's been dude, our biggest I'm, struggle I'm, lately. I, I was probably because we got shit cooking, man. Yeah, but fi- yeah. Yeah, finish what you're going to say, because I have a theory about this. Go ahead. I could, uh, And for me, in October, to realize that I could do what... By the way, I have such a hard time falling asleep. We have a thing in our house called unassisted sleeps. And that's going to sleep without uh, NyQuil, Xanax, or alcohol, or marijuana. Nothing. Nothing. Not even Oof. melatonin. Nothing. Unassisted sleep. You pull down an unassisted sleep, you get a standing ovation in the morning. Can, and, you, pull, oh. can you pull down your pants? Because that helps sometimes, no? Uh, no, the, yeah, you definitely can do that. That definitely, yeah, yeah that's in the clear. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I mean, sometimes I think- uh, you, We're I struggling know, with the same thing. Yeah, we were just talking about this the other day because I feel like I- can't sleep at all and then i wonder all right what if you get in the habit of like all right all right uh a little uh a couple puffs a night yeah. now now are you uh are you a pothead if you're smoking every night to go to sleep well it's for me it was so or is for, it medicinal like I, I look at that way because i if someone told me oh i smoke every day i'd say yeah eh, really that was yeah. nine drinks yeah, yeah. like your nine drinks right. like like i was you know like everyone else i moder- moderately you, you know i would moderately smoke here and there drink yeah. like everyone else but lately i feel like a hit from the vi- from the pen is that or I need something to fall asleep? I I for me getting one unassisted sleep under my belt in a in a very long time was like nice and like and and I do it from time to time mm-hmm. but like I, I I remember that that first night I went to sleep and I went okay that was a rough night's sleep I go but it, in my head I was like this is October first I go it's got to get better and by the end of that month I was like. I was just going to sleep. Unassisted. I'd, I'd been unassisted, and I, and I learned things about myself. I was like, okay, I can have coffee in the morning, but I can't have coffee after afternoon. That it's going to fuck it. my yeah. sleep up. Yeah. That no coffee afternoon. Afternoon. That yeah. might be the trick. I can I'm do five, o- five o'clock coffee. I need to work out hard as shit. I right. need to work out hard as shit. Burn the burn energy. Off. Yeah, and I, and I can't touch an electronic before, like once I get in bed, everything, my wife was like the one, because I, I was fucking around with it, watching TV. My wife went, no, 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 no. 
This is if you're drinking, you can watch TV. But when you're doing unassisted sleeps, we walk in, lights out, you lay in bed, and you don't speak. So you got to train yourself. It changed my it changed my life. No, but now real. I do unassisted <laughs> sleeps all the time. Did a great one last night. He's pathetic when he started getting really proud of things. Dude, like that. I woke up this morning <laughs> yes. in such a good mood that I was like, I go, I walked up behind my wife, grabbed her, and I go, Did you ever think when you met me in a bowling alley that we'd be making breakfast for babies in the morning? And my wife's like, Get the fuck off me. <laughs> You get a couple unassisted sleeps under your belt. You, you feel like good. Superman. What I'm, I'm he, on it. He's fan, that's, what you're saying is fantastic, Bert, only because I feel the same way. You just said all the things you said. Yeah. Looking at Instagram while I'm laying in bed, dr- having a cup of coffee, walking a coffee bean at five o'clock when I'm just walking around the afternoon, taking my kid for a walk. Like, I am. All the things you're saying are probably all and the you're reasons. The, the highest, strung, jitteriest guy I Without ever met. A doubt. So, anyway, Bert, look, I, I, I hate to fast forward here, but you went from the comedy thing to the pilots to the shows, hurt Bert, Bert the Conqueror, and all led to this awesome special, man. And we're so stoked for you. I, I, I you. hate the fact that they're saying you got to go. I know. You got to come back soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you Please, let's not real let quick, another 10 years. Real quick, I saw you on, well, what late night show was it where you were telling the story about your daughter at oh. the period party? Oh, yeah. oh my God! Dude, I was I, like, I was like mortified laughing all because I, I, I have a daughter and he has a man, daughter, I and I'm like, thinking of the other dads at school, what they must think when oh, they daughter's gonna be like five years old now. Nine, nine, nine? nine dude. your daughter's nine. Your daughter's, nine. Four, nine your daughter's fucking nine. In November, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, his daughter's nine. Flying. That was nine years ago. Yo. That was nine years nine ago. Years ago oh. bro. So a lot of times. crazy, passed. right? I bet yeah. for everyone knowing, yeah. I worked with his ex yeah. when she was pregnant. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Well, yeah, exactly. Nine yeah. years ago. Nine years ago. So yeah, I was like, I'm, this guy's out of his mind. Hearing yeah. you talk about your daughters is fantastic. Now, are they are they old enough to be like, well, dad's really funny and these are fun? Or are they, are they like, dad, why are you talking about me? Uh, they I cleared the period party before they... Because uh, <laughs> for those of you listening, yes. my daughter got her period. My uh, first one melted down. My second one was like, yo, dad, I'm throwing a period party. I need you to get a red velvet cake. And I was like... Ugh. Oh, my God. It's like, you're out of your fucking really? mind. I'm not eating that. Oh. And, but then she was like, that's what all the girls are doing. I got no 10 way. kids coming. I got eight girls, two boys. I go, who the fuck invites boys to a period party? She goes, Dad, that's the Wait, fun. We don't tell them why thing? they're there. Yeah, it's legit, thing? bro. Type in period parties. Now, I might be at the top of the list because I did it on right, Conan. Right, but right. there was a New York Post article about oh. it. About it's, Dude, it's it's big in L.A. too. It's women empowerment, man. Well, to lighten the mood, uh, you know, when that day comes, can I invite you? <laughs> oh, let me I'm, throw I'm it. sort of dreading dude, it. Dude, throwing the period party was the funnest thing I've ever done. Got a red velvet cake. I got pomegranate really? juice. Everything oh. red. Everyone wore red. Oh, my God. It's and then terrible. she named her period. She wrote the name no. of her period and to watch these two boys sit in the corner and go, who's Jason? <laughs> she named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. Oh, my ah. God, dude. I can't even believe How that. great would that have been, though, when you were a young man, right? right. right. To, those confusing you're moments all, in your life when yeah. you first blew so, a load so, first and so you were like, I was like, is this normal? Wouldn't <laughs> that have been good if an uncle had pulled you aside and nah, said, we're having a juice party. Time to have a juice party. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a, a bowl of clam chowder. Well, hey, what here's you, a here's a here's a vanilla milkshake. Well, Bert, uh, what do you hey. Oh, you don't you don't yeah. You, sorry, you don't eat it, buddy. You splash it on your stomach. If you put it in your mouth, that means you're gay. Oh well, wait, wait, is it ever too late to have a jizz party? Uh, <laughs> never too late. Right. Never too late. Well, Let's jizz start jizz parties. <laughs> jizz parties. Uh, Bert, Man, I know you got to run. They're, they're getting you out of here. The the special is on Netflix. You absolutely need to see this. Bird Crasher, Secret Time. It's fantastic. Well worth the watch. And you got to come back soon. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please. Anytime. Uh, More Covino and Rich next. The best of Covino and Rich. On Faction Talk 103. No way.
Hey, what's going on? Where you been? What are you doing? Throw your hands in the air. Sometimes I want. Did Tom Papa? Did you see our tweet we sent out like a month ago? Yeah. Didn't I respond? I'm not sure if you did. I thought I said soon with a bunch of O's. We were on a run home. We started talking about. I think I miss Tom Papa. I miss you guys. Out of nowhere. And I told you, I listen all the time. I love that. So when I'm driving around, it just is in my like car. Drop kids off. Commute. I'm always in the car when you guys are on. Right. And uh, I always think about calling in, and I'm like, I don't want to be a bother. <laughs> no, man. Never, <laughs> never a bother. bother. Friend of the show. Uh, we've known him for a long time now. Tom Papa, one of our favorite comedians. You're always dabbling in some new stuff, whether it be writing a book or hanging out with Rob Zombie or making cartoons. <laughs> and now it's a, a show about bread and pastries, right? Yeah. Baked. We saw you making uh, rainbow cookies. Yeah. My favorite type of cookie. I do. You know what would have been really cool? If you brought some. But I know. Hey, uh, I was thinking about that. Our producer, Come on, Food Network. You know I'm here. Our Step producer, it up. Uh, Spot was showing us the, uh, the the video of the the rainbow cookie one. No, it's insane. Uh, uh, I mean, can anyone resist an Italian rainbow cookie? No, no, <laughs> they're fantastic. And, and that place, Gian Piero in uh, Queens, is legit. But I always assume that the three levels. These are the red, the white, and the green cookies yeah. with the, like the Italian and flag. I always thought they had a yes, the Italian flag. I thought they had a, a different flavor, but they're all the same. It's like that almond yeah. paste, right? The almond paste. Same. I'm just the dumb, Italians with the almond paste. Right. Oh right. my god. So, so before we start shooting the shit, how did this even happen? How did you end up doing the food? Were you always into well, baking? Well, you know, I'm a show business whore, right? And I'm true. always <laughs> trying to get on television right. or in the movies, right. working very hard at it, writing scripts, doing. This was not that case right this i literally was baking bread with my daughter and just became a hobby and it caught on on social media and because she growing. wanted to or you were just like this is no. easy or i could do this because my, my daughter wants to make slime all the time yeah we went through that <laughs> <laughs> so have that you found gets... yourself like in the in staples trying to find no. glue you know what i say no yeah. let your mom do that with you I don't oh really yeah I try to you're a man the, i try to keep the mess out of my house of course you're not doing yoga poses you're a man <laughs> Exactly. You're a real old school thanks, man. Thanks for listening, Tommy. I, on happy. the other hand, have been in Michael's trying to find glue. I tried. And, there's, I and there was a run on glue. Like right. all the kids were making slime. It's the rage. And <laughs> you could not find glue it's, anywhere. It's insane. So, uh, I so anyway, baking I, bread and I was uh, writing on a show called Red Oaks a while ago. This Amazon show, and one of the writers there was, you know, you're in between. You know, you have a lot of downtime. Yeah. And he started talking about baking sourdough bread. And just the science behind it with the sourdough starter, like you take flour and water and you put it in a bowl and the yeast from around our heads, it's just floating in the atmosphere, oh. goes in and eats it and starts bubbling and that's how the first bread was made. Wow. That, that became an active yeast culture and that's how bread was made thousands of years ago. And I'm telling this to my family, like, isn't that weird? Wow. And <laughs> wow, then for, Wow, wow. <laughs> and then for Christmas, my daughter got one started for me, and that was my Christmas present. It was like, here's a, here's a bowl of sourdough starter. Right, right. Which, um, you know, I'm a good actor, so I could pretend that I enjoyed getting that as a gift. <laughs> on, <laughs> exactly. on Christmas morning. Oh, thank you. You should this have. Is a bowl of goo. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but I started using it and learning how to make bread, and it, 
I got really good at it. And no the shit. house was filled with the smell of fresh bread. Wow. And I just, I've never had a hobby in my life. And it was when I was writing the book. Do you need a special uh, oven for this or no? Just, no, no, but I have, a, I have a good oven though. Yeah. And yeah. then you put them in Dutch ovens, these metal Dutch ovens. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> calm down, guys. Right, calm right. down. I'm really not sure if there's a thing called the Dutch <laughs> oven. <laughs> No, but Tom, I never made bread. We, in we recently yeah. talked about having having hobbies, uh -huh. and, and people were saying like I, they were saying that I didn't have enough hobbies. Yeah, but you so, see where his passion level went when he was describing the process. Yeah, that's what it is. You have to have a passion in it. Yeah, you can't just conjure it up. I don't think you can be like I'm going to get into the Civil War. Right. I'll start no, no, reenacting. No. That's it. It's all about where your passion lies. And then you, you don't have any. I, I play like softball. That's a hobby, right? That's, yeah. Yeah, I, I like to travel. Is traveling a hobby, or is that just something people no. do? No. No. I don't know. I don't count traveling. Yeah, but now you're like, um, is, this is sort of a one out of left field, though. Like, because even you didn't know you're you were interested in baking bread. So no. when you're trying to tell your buddies about it. Well, like, yeah. you know, that, that might be, you know, is, is that equivalent to like when your friends want to tell you their fantasy scores and stuff like that? You're talking about bread? It's like talking about a dream. <laughs> like, it means so much to you and nobody cares. Just I'm like, actually interested. You're now. like, no, dude, I was, I'm telling you, I was in a mountain and you were there too. I don't care. I no, because I'm imagining you trying to tell like, because uh, Jim Gaffigan is on your show where right? he makes a cameo. He made a cameo in, or something in like the that. premiere, yeah. Right. Or like, like, you're Seinfeld's another buddy of yours. Did you ever like, hey guys, I'm into bread now. Yeah, they, Well, yeah. What, what started to happen was I started like posting it on Instagram and stuff and it really caught on in social media. And then slowly friends started like, sending messages like what are you doing like what <laughs> why oh, bread all the time my instagram is just filled with bread it's just me with pictures of bread and then the new york times did an article on people with sourdough starters because people keep them for hundreds of years that they're like a pet you, you thank you thank your daughter now you have to feed it you have to do all this stuff and <laughs> my friends were calling me from back east going why are you in the food section Ex exactly <laughs> and, and yep. you know what you become that guy tom papa's here he has a new tv show called baked it's so on tonight food network baked tom papa hit him up at Tom Papa on Twitter and Instagram. I think uh, you've been in the business uh, enough now to see your friendships evolve and you see that these people take on new identities. Like, you know, I have friends that <laughs> they were never cat guys or whatever. Now they're the cat guys. <laughs> yeah, you think cat guys <laughs> are, cat guy's not a good thing. We call him Yoga Spot now. <laughs> like for years, I never knew Spot into yoga, but he's Yoga Spot. And then, spot. you know, yeah. people evolve and they change into different things. Tom Papa's our new bread guy. I know. He's our bread friend. I, might, I make more bread than my family can eat at this <laughs> point. So he brings bread. You guys want to swing by the house? Pastries. Hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do I'll, it. You can pick up some bread for sure. Through a bread face. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you know did. What? I yeah. feel like a, a bread maker is much like an. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying you have a bread maker, but a bread maker and an ice cream machine. There's certain things like you bought, but you buy along the way that you never use, though. <laughs> totally. I you're the guy that actually. Can... No, the bread. Yeah. I, you, I, 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 let me be clear, though. I do not use a bread machine. Yeah, I was right. going to say you yeah. bread makers don't use machines. I mean, he was. That was an insult. No, yeah, He was totally coming at me. He totally was. <laughs> he is the bread machine. No, I think Tom that Papa. I think that uh, I think there's something just great about the process of it. There's something about realizing also that this is real bread. Like, right. There was a time like people went on this kick of like giving up bread and saying no to bread and having all these stomach issues and blaming it on bread. And Jesus broke the bread, dude. It's yeah. been going on that long. Why are we the generation that's not allowed to eat this stuff? I was like, no, something's wrong here. I saw, you did stand up on... Uh, what, no, it was uh, John Mulaney, right? Was it Mulaney? About, no, yeah. so it's about uh, you eat bread and then... Uh, 
you look like oh great you gave up bread but you lost no weight oh I don't know who's yes that was no, that's mine that's I think mine I said you were that, Conan. yeah, yeah that's on Conan. Conan. yeah that's, yeah fuck I'm like I have, <laughs> I have people yeah, Mulaney <laughs> I have people in my life yeah the joke is I have people in my life that don't eat bread anymore they don't eat bread they're gonna lose three and a half pounds no one's ever gonna know and they don't eat bread. <laughs> Why are you even here? <laughs> yeah, I know. No toast with I, butter in the I, morning? Kill yourself. I'll tell you I'll tell yeah. you what, Tom. I, I, I saw something online one time where it said, one piece of bread. Is it one piece of bread? Something, no, a low. Uh, no, no. Like seven s- pints of beer? No, one, one glass of beer is equivalent to seven slices of bread. That's it. And both of them scare me, and I try to stay away from both as much as possible. And I feel, honestly, I feel really lame about that. Yeah, well, the problem is eating the wrong kind of bread. The best bread I could get in the supermarket for my family has 30 ingredients in it. Right. It has fructose and all these sugars and chemicals and all these additives. And I have people in my life that were having stomach problems and blaming it on bread. My bread, the way bread should be made, is flour, water, salt, and yeast. That's it. That's it. That's it. And you start to eat that. You don't have the problems. You don't gain the weight. Is that why Itali- I always say this too? Like uh, Europeans, Italian people, they're right. all slim and slender, and they're eating pastas and breads all day. I know, but you do that here, and you're you're a fat tub of goo. That's right, because it's not real it's stuff. Not the same shit. They actually I- had to change the definition of what bread was, because for the FDA to rule on it and make and regulate it. Because this this stuff I'm really isn't you, bread. Way, is that true? Is it, it's it true. Ingredients to four ingredients. That's absolutely. All it takes. Yeah, I'll probably I'm telling quote you. that again. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm just laughing because Tom Papa, we know is such a he's our a, bread a, friend. Such now. a hilarious guy. But no, <laughs> I'm only gonna keep, but, but but hearing you like hearing you. Uh, yeah. no, with, with, hold on. No, but hold on. That's like, the beauty of friendship. No, but you learn from other people. But you. <laughs> but you with the whole Tom Papa, please tell me more about bread. <laughs> only two other things. When my brother got married, right. and, and, he said, and he married a woman who loves birds. And out of nowhere, my brother now goes bird, bird watching as binoculars. <laughs> the bird man. And, 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 and just funny, Russell, remember Russell Simmons came in here, and all he oh wanted to talk God. about was veganism and, and cow farts ruining the world. They're right, right. They're tearing, so the, they're tearing it, the planet apart, the just, cow farts. Cow farts. <laughs> He was he was serious. I know about what you mean. Show. I've heard the brand. No, yeah. and and the, and the show what I've seen what I've seen. It's so funny. It's hilarious, but it's just funny how Tom Papa comes in here and you're passion. Just, I know, I but it's just it. like out of nowhere. It's like yeah, now he's our bread guy. <laughs> no, he totally. I love. I know it. people. No, the, but the funniest s- tweets I get are when people send me messages like, "I actually th- forgot for a moment that you're a comedian." <laughs> I'm just guy. looking at you as the bread guy. Right. No, but, the, but that, that's really what I wanted the show really just to be of just, it's fun. You meet these, you go into a city yeah. and you meet the five best bakers that they have. You go to their places. They're good people. Yeah, that's awesome. They're fun. They're like funny people. You, and then they show you this amazing food porn. <laughs> that's basically what the show is. I have a question. Uh, you're an East Coast guy. I am. What uh, is the water really that legit in baking? Because I, I, I feel when I go back to New York, I don't know if I'm brainwashed or if it's legit. They that ship the water. That, that, that pastries but and, and bagels and everything. Ship it. Yeah, it's but a, it's, it's a, a con. Yeah, you really. Think, you think it's that much different? You know why? I found the best pizza that I could find in L.A., at, oh. which is in tonight's episode. We have we have two tonight: Boston and L.A. And in L.A., Vito's Pizza. On La Cienega between uh, Largo and the Comedy Store. Okay. This little strip mall place in there is Vito's Pizza. Vito's. This guy is legit. This guy's from New Jersey. Yeah. He's like this round pizza loving, dough loving guy. He makes kick ass 
real. I mean, it's great. I'd the love to see the dynamic between you and Vito. It's so good. Do you tell him you're a comedian? I love him. No, no but does he know? Yeah, like, at what point know. do you drop that? I think they know. I think they probably tell them. Really? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just make them feel comfortable. And he's, right. hey, I could have done the whole season with this guy. <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> but I asked him, I said, why is your stuff so good? Is it the water? Everyone says the water. He goes, it has nothing to do with the water. It's in fresh ingredients, and you have to know what you're doing. That's it. That's it. He doesn't do wow, anything people with the water. say that shit all the time. Yeah. I know. But they just don't have the, you know, his family had been doing it for hundreds of years. He's got the sourdough starter. He literally takes it for a walk around La Cienega to get more fresh yeast in it. Some guy tried, at gunpoint, tried to steal it from him. Because it was such a reputation of being such a kick-ass place, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't believe that he's like held Vito a big gunpoint for his yeah, say, bro. I believe him. It's what they said. No, Vito doesn't lie, bro. Hey, Yo, you, you fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. you gonna question Vito? Yeah, I'm not gonna question know. Vito. Tom Papa is here again. Baked is the show. Food Network tonight, ten and ten thirty p.m. If you want to see all the stuff he's talking about again, the passion. I'm loving the passion here. And uh, last time I think you came out to talk about uh, your dad stole uh, my rake. Yeah, my book. What about what about the comedy stuff? I mean, are you just always performing always. though? Like, always. how many days a week? Um, well, I'm always out on the weekend. Always out on the weekend, like Friday, Saturday. But Thursday, you're at a point Friday, now Saturday. where you 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 make your own schedule. You don't have yeah. to do it every night. No, 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 right? No, no. I'll but go out when I'm in town. I'll do like two or three nights while I'm here. Like, go to the Largo or the Comedy Store. But is the goal always nowadays creating a new special? Yes, I hate to kind of think of it in those terms, right? Because so many just... people are just cranking out such bad specials. I just and everywhere you go is like I'm working on my hour. I'm working on my hour. I'm like, I don't care. How about just working on being a great comedian? Right. How about just and then when so we're losing quality. Do, we're do, getting more quantity, less quality. Do you think, I think, so. you think people might have a great twenty five minutes and they're forcing an extra half hour or so just so they could get a Comedy Central or a Netflix special? <laughs> totally. They just want to get. The timed. They want to get to sixty minutes, just so they can say, "I got a spell. I've got, I, I've got, I've got my hour." And, right. And they just mm. try and accumulate the time. Well, we could all waste. You know, you can get to an hour, but to Truthfully, have like right, a though, really hard hitting joke every thirty seconds hour, that should take years. There are comics that you feel could do a couple hours, and then you're right. There are some comics where you're like. Well, there was about 25, 20 something great minutes in there, and there are some stuff they could they stretched it I, out. They could have dropped. It's an era of uh, premise specials. Like you watch these specials, and you're like, "That's a really good premise." In about a year and a half, I bet it'd be a great joke. Right. Like okay. that's a really good idea. So are you like just not, go to work? Are you it? not fun to watch these specials with because you're criticizing <laughs> and eye rolling the whole time? Yeah, I can't or even watch actually, them. You can't even watch them at no, this point. No, oh, that kind of sucks a little bit. It's you, a little, I guess, but I just don't. You know. Is that generational though? Because we always, all right, for example, mm. give you the the analogy. We like to think that uh, the music we grew up with was yeah. always the best, or was it actually right. better? Do you feel that way maybe no. about comedy? No. No. There are young people, Melania, one of them, yeah. that uh, that come up and you're just like, oh, no, that guy's he's, legit. He's legit. And he's, like yeah, it. Sam Morell has a special coming out on Friday right. on Comedy Central. The guy's legit. I don't believe that it's a generational thing. I just think that there's so many – it's a media thing. There's so many venues and so many outlets that you can crank stuff out and put yeah. them out that, uh, of course, everyone's taking the bait. But, you know, Carlin, you know, that guy was the most prolific of all of them. So for all of us to walk around and act like we can crank stuff out 
at his rate. Right. It's pretty arrogant. I'll be that honest, is. A younger comic that has a special and then a couple years later puts out another special, that seems like it's the equivalent of, a, of an artist putting out an album way too quick. I know. Same I mean, maybe, concept. Maybe... You got a couple hits on there, but that's not... Yeah. Maybe lightning strikes and you do get a couple of them out quickly, but I don't know. I just personally feel like take your time back to what you're saying about you know two or three times while i'm in town it's just trying to get as good as possible and then when you feel you, you never are going to make the wrong decision by waiting a little longer you're only going to get stronger mm-hmm. hey, you well, know what i mean it's only going to be the act is only going to be better when you uh, when you do go out and perform do you we, we always find that interesting how do your friends and family just not necessarily care, but it, but you have all these supporters, but they're not actually the people closest to you. Or do your friends and family still come out to see no, you? No, my friends and family are are like over the it. biggest fans. Oh, oh really? They are okay. They're like we must I, have bad friends and family. I think so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of our support comes from strangers. Oh, really? <laughs> I actually feel bad. I'll, I'll, we'll post something like, "Hey guys, we're uh, we're on ESPN tonight doing this." <laughs> None of my friends and family care. That's so funny. Strangers, really? kind strangers support <laughs> no. us. I actually feel like the career is only partly mine because they're so excited by That's it. That's awesome. I feel like it's oh. for them. Like when I was doing the book tour over the summer, and I, I actually felt bad when I got close to my hometown in New Jersey because you go to these book signings, they're not huge events. Right. And 80% of the people are people I went to high school right. with, my family, like all of the booksellers like, wow, this is really good. And I was like, don't ask them who they are because right. all of their names they're, are they're, Papa. They're all Papa that know you. They're related. We have terrible friends. I know. <laughs> it's awful. Tom, uh, oh. Tom Papa's here on the Covino and Rich Show, Faction Talk 103 again. Uh, Food Network tonight, guys. Set the DVR. Checked it out. Baked. Um, we are. T- we always say on the show that the greatest first date is is a comedy show, mm-hmm. or not necessarily the first date, but it's a good sort of way to gauge their personality. How do yeah. you feel about that, or is it just so subjective that's not even an accurate assessment? No, it's a great. You're, it is you're right. Totally right. Yeah. I think okay. you could also tell a girl's sexual appetite that way because if the comic does any type of sexual joke, yeah, and, and the girl you're with is like, ew, yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah, ew. right. Or they say Yuck. something. They say something like really graphic, and she's like really into it. Yeah. You're like whoa, <laughs> or if the person says it makes a racist joke, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." Okay, You're like, all right. So you can tell yeah. if they're laughing or not. You're kind of on the yeah. same page. Totally. And if you can't share that laugh live, then what kind of person is yeah, it? Yeah, no, you get a lot of clues. The comedian's doing a lot of work for you. It would take a lot of dinners to find out all that information. Well, Tom, what we're happy to see you. We missed you. you. The best of Govino and Rich is on Faction Talk. Man, we got to get on this, dude. Got to get on it. I know. Gotta get on JD it. JD Pardo's you thinking you're not on it, puto. Get on it. <laughs> Promoting his role as Ezekiel Easy Reyes on Easy. the new Fox FX series Mayans MC. JD Pardo. What's up, man? Wow, thank you guys. What's up, bro? I could come to that every day. Yeah, man. Welcome to the Give show. Some, some ovation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. Let me ask thank you me. this. First and first, mostly. I'm going to start out with this because we're talking about eating like slobs. You're an in shape guy. Yeah. When you go you out, think he was gonna ride a bike and get on the show oh, like on. the chubby vato? No, that's not happening. I know, but I mean, do you worry about when you're going out with friends? Yeah. Do you worry about what you're eating all the time? Are you are you constantly honestly because you're an in shape guy? Are you the guy that's like, oh man, I really can't eat this. Is no, that part- no, no, no. Listen, my 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 body type is like I have the metabolism of like a thousand horny rabbits. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what, you I, worry that's what you need. I, dude, I don't have that. I have to eat like I I bulked up pretty good for it. You know, I put on like I'm slimming down now just because it's it's so hard to kind of keep up. But I was tossing seven thousand calories a day. Um, you know, I eat everything, man. I eat you. You know, I just, 
I ate everything. No, see, that's great though, because that's never an issue. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's a constant like battle going on all yeah. the time. Like, man, I want to eat this, but I can't, and it makes you feel like shit. Yeah. You have the option. Dude, I, yeah, I got a lot of boys who have to do like uh, spending like an hour, forty five minutes on cardio before right. they start lifting. Me, nope. No cardio here, But you here, know what? Son. You think that'll ever catch up to you, though? Or are you going to always be the slender well, old guy? Gonna, I, gonna say, okay. like, I don't want to jinx this guy, but I feel like you're in the I world. You're, you're, in the, you're in for a world of hurt soon. But, I mean, you're you're not young. We're around the same age. Yeah, yeah. You're in your, you know, as I call it, mid to late 30s. There you go. Yeah, but Brown don't frown, yeah. bro. I know Brown don't frown, but, like, I mean, it's going to catch up a little bit. Look into your right. That's your future, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, damn, I, don't do that. I, oh, I great. Just like you. I better start. I really better start working at it then. No, yeah, no. But you, you got to bring your best to the show that's yeah. that's really what it comes down to and that's what we were talking about before yeah. you got here so so mayans mc is this like how fired up are you when you see people talking about this because i know huge sons of anarchy fans we're all over people love this how is how is this being received so far uh, i mean the, the ratings are great um the the response is great uh definitely excited about it look when we look there's people want to say they're big shoes to fill or you know what's the pressure like and for me it's none of that for me it's really about the responsibility you know those actors charlie hunnam uh what they did for sons of anarchy was just it was amazing right the sons of anarchy fans are amazing so i feel like uh for me there's a responsibility to those sons fan to those sons actors and also to the fans like we got to continue to entertain them take it to another level and i just want those guys to be proud of us so right. so for me it, it just it feels good to get the rest it's better than coming in here i would yeah. like, i wouldn't be in here probably if the ratings are pretty bad <laughs> it's got to be cool but thanks to, jd for showing up or, or less pressure because you have a built-in audience right that's a cool luxury that most shows starting off don't have Yes and no. But okay. there's a, probably a pressure. Like people are like, yo, is this going to be good? What's the deal? Not is as this good? good? Is yeah, this yeah. good? Like, yeah, they, yeah. Well, you know, I think you know. Look, we we've gotten all of we. It's all of that, right? Yeah. The the Suns fans, um, but also it's it's. Look, something I like to look at us as just a story that the story has shifted over to the Mayans MC, right? It's still the the Kurt Sutter's universe. It's still the Sons of Anarchy world, but there is a difference between white bike culture and then Hispanic bike culture, you know. And some people can get thrown off by that. Well, break break it down for us because Kavino and I admit it, we never watched Sons of Anarchy. It's one of those shows that <sighs> we missed along the way. Like it's there was like a handful of shows. So lame about it when people bring it up. We yeah. have to pretend like yeah, 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 but. We missed it. We no, just told, no, yeah. it was, it was, My family always yeah. talks about it too, and you I'm like, can't, yeah. you can't catch every show, and it's embarrassing. There's ones you miss along the way. I, I, never, I never watched The Wire on but HBO. We could there's catch certain up. shows that, like, there's great shows that I never caught up on. Do you need to be a Sons of Anarchy fan to watch a show, or can you actually start fresh with this show? You could just start fresh with this show, man. You could just jump right in. I think we do a great job of giving you the world, right. uh, showing you the tone and and the characters, and you just jump right in. Now, myself, I I love I love film. I love TV. I'm just mm. very passionate about it. So when I'm like I see a character and you're like oh wait no you gotta watch it okay. watch this other series because you get to see exactly where they came from like Marcus Alvarez played by Emilio Rivera you know so and we are gonna have some uh, some crossover from from some players from Sons of Anarchy so makes sense how invested were you meaning were, were you a big fan of Sons of Anarchy like were you always in this in this world was this always sort of your thing no I, I was you know kind of like you guys I didn't watch it um, it's just I just don't watch a lot of TV right so uh, I, all my friends were talking about it you gotta watch it I'm like yeah I will I will I will and then when mine came out for like when I was gonna get the, the meeting for it uh, I was so excited I was like well I should probably watch Sons of Anarchy <laughs> and so then I watched it and I was yeah. like oh my god it's amazing was it that you yeah, like you it got, so you, you awesome. gotta come in you gotta come been prepared for that like, of course now, i bet you there's uh so when you go in for that and they say how do you get the call by the way is this something like your agent calls you and says hey listen you got it 
Or is it something like, you, you do you know on the spot, like, yeah, I nailed this, and you're waiting and waiting? Like, what's the process there? Well, you I mean, you get your audition through your reps, yeah, right? Yeah. They, they get that information. They got their tentacles out there. Then they say, okay, so Mayans is gearing up, and uh, the casting director wants to read you. You go in, and, and then, you know, sometimes you have to jump through those hoops. Sometimes it's like three or four times you go in and, until you finally meet the man, like, like it was for me meeting Kurt Sutter. And then, um, who do you, you know, tell first? By the way, when you're like, "Yo, dude, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be like the, one of the main guys on this new show." Who do you tell first? Oh man, I, 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 I your family, friends, you know, uh, it's just you tell everybody. I mean, I was telling my dog, I was so excited. I'm just like, hugging <laughs> <laughs> my dog. Oh, gonna God, be no, he made it. <laughs> no, that's great, man. That's so cool. It must be a great moment. So tell us what it's been like though, because it, it premiered last Tuesday, right? And it, and it's on again tonight, 10 p.m. on FX. From September 4th till today, what's it been like? Like, has life already changed drastically for you? What's it been like this past week? You know, I, I'm not sure it really changed too much. I think that, um, uh, you know, maybe in the social media world, you know, you gain a little bit more followers. Mm -hmm. uh, people are a little bit more interested in you. And, and, you know, in the business, people are like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I'll have a meeting with that person. Right. So, um, th that's all nice, but um, not too much. I mean, we'll we'll see how it, it has to continue. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. you just, don't want to get too excited. Yeah. Yet. Listen, I've been in the business for for a minute now. You know, and and it's at the end of the day, it's business. So if the viewership isn't there, the ratings aren't there, then the studios just say, yeah, it's you know, it's a little bit more costly on us and. Why do it? I don't think I could ever do what actors do. Meaning, like, you could be part of something you think is awesome. And then if people just don't respond the right way, it's back to the drawing board. Yeah. And no yeah. matter how much you love it. And no matter like, how great he did. And no matter how great right. you did. You're right. Sometimes things don't connect, but then something could connect. You're like, yo, this could be the next five plus years of your life. Yeah. Listen, that's why actors are crazy. <laughs> crazy. You do something, you think like you you're think the, two you're actors catch me out, and then all of a sudden it, it bobs. You're like, ego. I'm horrible. I'll ego never work again. Your ego shot. Yeah, you're can, can actors date each other? You think that's a terrible idea? No, I think it's normal. You know, listen, I mean, you, you, you if, if that's where you're at um, constantly at work, that's that's those are the people that you see constantly, then it makes sense. You're going to date, right? right. You're yeah. speaking the same language. Whatever. Now, the relationship part of it might be a different story because it's like, let's say I'm doing a show and, and uh, I hook up with a guest star and she's hot, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh my God, and we think we're in love because, you know, she constantly has makeup on. I constantly have makeup on. We're you're giving in each other yeah. the best, yeah. you know? Then all of a sudden, the show ends and uh we're we're both trying to get some work we're auditioning and then Reality she, she books a job playing Jeal the love interest of like chris pratt or somebody yeah. and it's like oh wow i used to be that guy right so oh, that's yeah that's tough by the way that's always you, the upgrade too i'm glad you brought that up because i feel like people that say they can completely separate any type of love making or hooking up on set like oh it's work yeah I call bullshit on that because you're a handsome guy. If there's some good-looking oh, girl, you. you're trying to tell me. <laughs> you're trying to tell me if there's some good-looking girl you're in a scene with that you could make it totally separate. You know, I, I think you have to be, obviously, you have to be a little professional about Are it. Are you, though? But I would not be. Yeah, well, so when you're grabbing then, her, then when that's you're probably grabbing... why I continue to work, and you, yeah. might, yeah, you might be like in when and out. When you're squeezing <laughs> cheeks in the, in the make-out scenes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's for professional reasons yeah. or... For well, personal. Listen, listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> oh. this is this is what you have, right? Yeah. You have nobody wants to be, I don't think anybody goes into it wanting to be a bad actor. Of right? course. So we have to be real. And so it's like you talk about that before you actually do the scene and right. like you know, look, there are there are when they say action man, it's on. Yeah. Like we're just Whatever gonna happens. we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen and make it work and and uh you know, and just to say something about that, when you audition, 
mm-hmm. and you're auditioning your love interest or whoever it is, um, they call these moments chemistry sessions, right? Yeah. So it's an audition, but it's at a chemistry session. You'll even get it on paper in an email. Chemistry it's a chemistry session, session with right. the director. So That's you if, come in smelling good that day, so, right? So check this out, right? If check this out if let's say let's throw yeah. a name of who do you like scarlett johansson yeah, yeah, we'll take, okay, yeah, scarlett good. johansson oh, yeah. right so let's say scarlett johansson we're we're both you and i reading uh doing mm-hmm. a chemistry session to play her love interest yeah you go in there uh or i go in there let's say i'm a better actor than you i go in there and i kill it they're just like wow well he's he's a great actor right yeah. but then you go in there and she just and you me. guys are just no, looking <laughs> at each other yeah. and and you're you, maybe you're not that good you're fumbling your words you're losing your lines whatever it is but then you walk out and they go um did you see that god they Chemistry. really wanted each other if we were not here right now they would just go at it Let's get that guy. Because at the end of the day, that's what the audience is going to fall in Bro, love that's with. Why that I that's why I don't act, because everyone would want this. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I don't. Know. That's why I don't do it. JD, yeah. JD Pardo yeah, uh, on the show. <laughs> Again, easy for a Mayans MC. You know what? I, JD, I imagine with the popularity of the show, right? When you sign that contract, you, you also got a lot of ass options. Not stock options, ass options. Okay. How are you going to juggle that, and how, how is that going to affect you? Because you, you, know, know, you know, look, Are you a relationship type of yeah. guy, or are you a single type of guy? Well, I mean, I'm 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 married. Okay, so, married. okay. So, so there's that. But there's but, there's gonna be women, obviously, right. that are gonna see dollar signs and success. Yeah. And like like he said, you're a handsome guy, and they don't care. Exactly. They don't Aggre- care. Women yeah. are more aggressive than ever. So yeah. what's the plan? What's the plan? Yeah, and what's the, <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's yeah. gotta be a plan. And I'm sure you know you're happily married. Yeah. What's the talk like? How does this all play out? She's obviously happy for you, but she has yeah. to know too that. You know, oh. there are women on set, and there are women checking you out and going to your social media. There right. are women that are going to try to hit you up. Are you up, trying to like, sabotage his life? Not at oh, all. No, 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 <laughs> but no, no, he's the guy, though. Right? Listen, and, and listen. When you're the guy, you, you get yeah. responsibility, like you said. Right. You know, look, I, I think that, um, again, I've been doing this for a while now. Right. Right? And it's like, I, I get it, man. It's like the, the heat of the moment, people, the way they react to you. It, it's like, it, it, this business is like high school. You know, it's like they're the cool kids, right? And and everyone wants to be part of the cool kids, but they don't want you in there. But if someone starts telling them you're cool, then all of a sudden you're part of the cool kids. Right. So I know that if this thing does well and if it's great and all that stuff, then yeah, I'm going to have a lot of ass, whatever it is. <laughs> options. But, yeah, you know, ass options. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but, so uh, but the second it starts like doing bad or whatever and then like we're just going to cancel, then it's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You right. know, you, you know, jump you, somebody you know else. you have something real. At so home. yeah, you know, I have a question. That's great, man. You know, I just I I, I realized in my notes before that Spock gave me, but uh, I was a fan of the show Revolution. Okay, and I thought that ended prematurely. Did you? Uh, how'd you feel about that show? I mean, you were on there for what two years? Yeah, two years? two years. I I got killed off in the 18th episode of the second season. So thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. So I mean, did you did you? Because uh, you were Tracy Spiridakis, right? She was uh, yeah. your love interest yes. in that in some capacity. Yeah. Was that? I mean. How's that? I mean, a fun show to be on. Carlo, uh, what John Carlo Esposito was in that show yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, it was great. It, it was it was a great show. Um, great concept. Uh, John Favreau directed the pilot of of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think look, it went a little off the like supernatural rails in season two, and that's where I sort of felt like felt like, well, what's going on here? Well, you know, I think you did have the you know Eric Kripke was the showrunner, mm-hmm. and he was supernatural. Yeah. So that's where it goes. You know, uh, listen. At the end of the day, you got to have the writing's got to be there and you just don't know what people are going to tune into because I've seen some great shows with great actors just canceled in the first season and I've seen some really, you know, 
You can say bad pile, shows. Piles of shit. Make yeah. it. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, knows? okay. So you've seen real shit shows. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, shitty storylines and not so good actors who are just like in it for 17 seasons. Like you just don't know. It's whatever mm-hmm. the viewers tune into. And awful's the new awesome. So yeah, you're right. You never you know. know. You, you never know what's going to translate. What people are going to think. But there's there's such a buzz, and you got to be stoked about the promotion of the show too, because you do see it everywhere. Man, this is right? the first time I've ever been part of a network that has promoted like this. It's just jaw dropping. You know, and that, that's what it is. You got to get it out there. There's so many platforms, so much content. Uh, how, how do people know what to tune into? You're absolutely right. No, honestly, that's that's the truth. And you hope you hope that it has the buzz long enough. And then these, if if, the, if it gets the right buzz, and this show will, and it does, I feel like this is the type of show that will. Yeah, absolutely. This could be like your life for the next like years. I always find that crazy because as an actor, you don't know if it's a couple months of your life or years of your life. And let's hope this is years yeah. of life, right? Like that's, I said, that's why we're crazy, man. Yeah, There's no not. security whatsoever. Unbelievable. I would love, my dream would be that that this would go just as long as Sons of Anarchy. It would go the full seven years. Mm-hmm. And then I could just, you know, retire from TV. Don't have to do TV anymore. Just work on films, you know. That would be dope. When, you, when you're working with uh, such a big cast of, of talented people, too, like Edward James almost is on the cast, do you go and, and make sure you're fresh on his movies and stuff like that just so you have commonality or background of what he did and, you know, where you were fan do you talk about those things yeah i mean i think we all grown up watching american movies yeah yeah. so i didn't have to go back and watch any of it but uh so i I already i already know what he's done and and you know big fan of his he's a legend in the business and you know for me it's just like okay great he's playing my dad and and i could pick his brain and and just learn from him but at the same time test myself a little bit you know see see if the uh see how 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 i match up with this yeah i was i was i was gonna say that when you're opposite a guy who's done it that long yeah. are you sort of sizing yourself up you probably feel good like yo i can hang dude i'm just trying to destroy him really? every, <laughs> and is every he that scene. good though do you see the season like uh the poise that he has when he's doing it i and, see the poise man yeah. I, it's it's there and i see it cracking too sometimes yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, he's human <laughs> yo when you <laughs> what was your vibe going into the set where you're like all right i want to i want to make sure i'm the guy that everyone likes i'm going to keep to myself like what do you, what was your mindset going in no you know what you want to because you're like one of the big guys on the show you're like the guy so yeah, you usually uh, what I like to do is just be in character and 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 uh, you know I'm a little bit method in that in that I, I just you know I have to believe it I'm a terrible liar I have to believe it and how do I expect you the audience to believe it if I don't believe it so I have to go there and I like to stay to myself um, when it comes to something like this so I'm in a different position I have responsibilities mm-hmm. so for me it's about being available to the crew it's all about the crew for me. If I can lift them up, if somebody's having a bad day and lift them up and, and make the work atmosphere a little bit better for them, then it's going to make it better for all of us. I love that. And that's that's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Is it, is it bizarre to you? Because we hear the same thing. You know, when you, when you do anything TV or camera related, there's people that talk about certain talent and actors that are... They're pieces of shit, and you wonder to yourself, who's mean to the how crew? Did they, how did they get like, hired? In the first how did they place? get hired in the first place? But you do see that not on this set, I'm guessing, perhaps, but not on my see, set. You, you've man. seen though, there are times where there's people that are like, yeah, that that person, they're they're you know, they're not very nice to everyone. Don't talk thinking, to that guy. We <laughs> mean, don't talk to that guy. Yeah, you know, it's an odd thing. You know, look, I I I, I do get it because at the end of the day, you're hiring me. To, to be believable, to be this character. Right. So you're asking me on one hand to be a professional and the other hand to be a complete lunatic. And mm-hmm. and you want me to bring my emotions to work. Right. I don't know any other job that you can do that to. You know, you get in trouble if you're a police officer bring your emotions to work or a, yep. or a doctor. But for an actor, you want me to go That's there. That's true. That's a good way to okay? look at it. So, so yeah, people are going to be moody. 
um, and and not want to be talked to or, or whatever it is. Um, for me, it's again though, like on this set, just we just can't have that. You know, it's about the crew. We're all here. We're a family. You can do your work, but you're going to be respectful. We're going to handle it. Mayans MC JD Pardo. A lot of people were hitting us up uh, saying, you know, did you have to work hard at riding the bike? You you didn't ride, right? And and you actually fell. I read. Yeah. So tell us about that. Was it that difficult? We got about a minute left. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, yeah, um, had to go to Harley School in Glendale, California. And uh, for a weekend, and then they tossed me on this uh, massive machine, the Softail Deluxe with 22-inch ape hangers, and got cocky, and, and uh, everything was great. And then I just dropped it, man. It, it happens. But now, you pick oof, yourself up. Is it part of your lifestyle or just the show now? Like, now do you ride in your spare time? <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for this. Uh, uh, I have my license and everything. I want to ride. I need to get a bike. Uh, but I've just been waiting for this thing to just kind of take off so then I can say, yeah, okay. There I'm you doing. go. Well, continued success, man. Thanks Thank for you. being here, Great man. things. Thank you so much. Thank Mayans you. on uh, FX. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. Welcome, divorce attorney. James Sexton. James Sexton. You were What's so great last time. Thanks, guys. We it's great to back. be back. It's great to be back. Well, Again, I saw him uh, in, thanks I, for being here. I saw him in the lobby, and he goes, "Favorite divorce attorney." No one's ever said like no yes. one ever. No one ever uh, is happy to see a divorce attorney. No, you you have to have a very defined sense of self to do this for a living because it, it, it really like the the thought that someone would say, "Oh, you're my favorite divorce lawyer." That's like, "Oh, you're the best looking leper I've ever met." Like, right. It's just not a. We're not we're not prone to positive superlatives at all as a profession, you know. But I have to tell you, if you if you could find someone you would drive in a car for seven to eight hours with that yeah. you could marry that's a great choice because you know, that's really that should be like the test it's is. funny it's funny you should say that because one of my buddies who i play softball with was going on a long road trip with a girl he was iffy with yeah and i and i said yo dude you'll find out very yeah. quickly i feel like if you're doing this yeah. like five hour ride together yeah. and you guys are on the rocks yeah. either you're gonna bond or you're gonna uh, be done this is the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning well, that's one of the two one yeah. of the greatest indicators we always say uh, on our show if you go on a vacation and you can't have fun in paradise then you're screwed <laughs> like, yeah you're totally that's, well that's, vaca- that's what's sign. so great about you know when people like even these shows like bachelor in paradise which right. i'm currently sort of addicted to. Me too. Here. i'm ashamed to admit yeah. i really don't am. be ashamed i, 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 I love I you know why it. i for, love it. for a guy like you what a social experiment to show how yeah. I love oh, you. No, I'm I love so, him. I'm so in love. Yeah. I'm so in love. Yeah. Better option comes on yeah, the right island. There it is. Yeah. Well, it really is a microcosm of everything I do all day long, which is why I can't fathom when I get home from work that I want to sit and do that. But it, it, it really is like these. If you guys can't be madly in love in paradise, in a gorgeous beach setting where all you have to do is drink and have sex, what what makes you think when you get back to the world? Mm-hmm. You know what? I love too these producers. You know they set up these beautiful dates for these people, and the woman you know just projects all. Oh, he's so romantic. You know, we had this. We walked in candlelight. He's we held done hands. Nothing. And he's done nothing. The producers <laughs> handed him a thing and said, "We're miking you up. Go here." And we've yeah. said, "We've teed this thing up for you so beautifully." When he gets back to reality. You guys are screwed. Yeah. You know? The mariachis came out because the producers told them to. Right. Exactly. Not it was this, this guy did guy's not idea. plan ahead. There was no. There was an advanced team. He, he, didn't, right he didn't that. plan a private concert where you would be <laughs> yeah. dancing in the middle of. Yeah. Which, by the way, even if these guys were good guys, right? When you get back. That's the standard now. Right. Like the bar has been set so impossibly high. You could what could you do at home that's gonna match the fact that, you know, there was fireworks and skywriters and all this. You can't yeah. be able to match that in real life. Now, I have a question for you. Divorce attorney extraordinaire. A divorce oh. lawyer's guide to staying together. You. If you're in my office, it's already too late. Now, being that you deal with this shit all the time, yeah. what are, what, Kavino said it before, he just brushed past it. What are the indicators that most people, there may be a point where it's like, listen, if at that point 
we actually worked harder. Maybe we could have made it. But mm -hmm. is there indicators like, hey, this is happening. You should act so you don't have to see you. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of them. And that was a lot of the idea behind the book was to say to people, you know, no single raindrop is responsible for the flood. So what are the little tiny drops, you know, that it builds up to? And a lot of those, to be perfectly honest, you, you could have seen when you were dating. But just like you'd see on Bachelor in Paradise, like mm -hmm. people just don't want to see it. It's willful blindness. It's just you put this stuff aside. You overlook you the red flags. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you do that when, when you want to see the best and you're when you're you know you want to be in love and we we have our theory we we say it's not about the dryer light because i remember rich got one a my, big yeah, blowout one fight of my, one with his ex one of my ex-girlfriends and we, it was like the biggest blowout fight we got and it was because like when you left the dryer door slightly the open light a little that? light inside the but dryer but it wasn't about it, it wasn't the single raindrop it's never no, about the, the dryer light right. it's yeah. not that yeah because the truth is is when you then reverse engineer and try to like if you go out with a buddy for a beer and you're like all right you know what i had this big blowout with her i got to talk to you about it and you start saying out loud what the fight was about it's like describing a dream to yeah. someone you feel like an idiot about 10 seconds into it because you realize that it wasn't at all about that I mean, half so, the time guys don't remember like yeah i don't even know your buddy will ask yeah. you what were you guys fighting about like, yeah i don't even remember well because all fights are really about the same thing was that we'd reach the tipping point where just all the shit boiled over mm -hmm. and so that's what it's about i think if, if i was getting people advice the advice would just be that you know look at how you fight like look at how you even process before it even becomes a fight how do you process conflict between the two of you you know can you say can you have an uncomfortable conversation with the woman you're with can you say to her like hey look you know what right now like i'm just like god you're kind of like i don't want to say getting on my nerves but like i just need like a minute i just need like a minute right now or is this a situation where you have to start in your day-to-day -day life not telling her the truth do you know are you in a position where you can't say to her I'm, like yeah this buddy of mine said this or this but because oh now she's gonna look at him differently so I don't want to tell her the truth dude. And you know that's the key is to be in a position where you feel like you can just you know hit, I, I call it in the book hitting send now because it's like when you you know when you send it send on an email you can't unsend it so there's like a thrilling moment where it's you're like, like spot you know, spot like last week like oh, I need to tune a sub right like I need these are problems I need to tune a sub stop saying tune a sub it's my <laughs> most hated thing you say now tune a sub spell back Words is bust a nut. Okay. So, <laughs> that was a nicer way I to say it. I hadn't done the math no, on that. Tuna yeah. sub sounds grosser, to be honest. Really? It really you, does. You need a tuna sub? Yeah, it really does. That I'm saying fucking disgusting. Hit send right away before it becomes a problem. Well, That's you're 100 Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Whether, whether it's yeah. a tuna sub or uh, uh, no, stop, she doesn't no, make the bed or whatever, whatever the case well, may be. Well, no, you and I had this conversation the other day, and you were saying that I was, and I'm, this is not me patting myself on the back because every marriage relationship has issues, but. You were saying like, yeah, you're pretty bold, and I was saying how anytime there's a problem in my marriage, I'm pretty vocal about it. Well, that's the that's the best thing you can do. And, and Kavina's like, yo, you said that because you know my wife and I was like, listen, you're being, you're like, I was like, right now, you're batting a thousand as a mom with this and that. But I'm like, you know what, like with this part of our life, like. What could, I, what could I do better? Right. Because I feel like you're not delivering in this department or something. Right. But see, the way you just did it instinctually is exactly mm -hmm. the way to do it, which is you're also saying you're, you're willing to dish that out yeah. and take it. Yeah. Because you have to, you can't have that go in one direction mm -hmm. where you're going to say to her, hey, listen, this is something I need, this is something I need. Because there may be some shit that she needs that to you makes zero sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But but you know what? She may not, like, again, you know, when you look at it from a sex point of view, like I think with a lot of men, you know, and again, I'm not trying to say it's the way with everybody, but, but most of the men that I know, you know, look, we want 
sex on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be like fireworks, you know, romance, wonderful sex. We just sometimes want maintenance sex. Like, just get me out mm -hmm. the door, unload the gun so I can think clearly for the rest so of the day. So you can go to bed restless uh, yeah. without the restless Exactly sleep. right. Yeah. So, so, mm -hmm. so if you have that conversation and say to her, look, you know what? We've committed to each other. You're the person who's going to meet my sexual needs. I really want to honor that. In order for me to feel really good about honoring that, I really need it with this kind of frequency sounds, or that kind of frequency. It sounds crazy, but the, the exact sentence I used to you last week, I said, every guy, I feel like on the simple list of what a guy needs is mm -hmm. one of those things. I think every guy could agree. The woman you're with, make me feel like the man. That's it. Make me feel like the man. That's it. That's, I mean, that's I feel it. like that's such a but, one but, of the few uh, things. You also but said you know what? Make it, me a ham sandwich. But I did not say yeah, that. Did. I, no, I said. You uh, were thinking it though. But you know what? That goes in two directions <laughs> because it goes in the other direction too, mm -hmm. which is I think if you were to listen to the woman, the woman's going to make say, me feel sexy. Make me feel sexy. Yeah. Make me feel because what is it? I want to feel desired. What is it that guys give when they're when they're hitting on a woman? What do they do? They give them attention. They give them affection. Make them feel beautiful. They make them feel valued. So that's the same thing. I mean, really, to them, those compliments, that kind of attention, it might be the same feeling, the same needs that we have when it comes to sex so if you can dish that out and you can say to your wife hey listen this is what i need or you're killing it in this department but there's just this little thing here and i'm not coming down on you but i just want to keep us at a hundred percent it's important enough to me that i want it to be a hundred percent if she can do the same thing with you and just say hey listen i need to feel special i need to feel beautiful you, you can kill that if you know you'd be great at that if that you know what, if you know what's expected of you if you give me a to-do list i'll knock that shit out awkward you conversations to have and I, I do applaud rich for throwing it out there Again, for the greater good, even though it, it can be awkward and hurtful. If you don't think every relationship that has those serious arguments don't aren't followed up with like some sadness or tears, they're, they're not but you got to get it so out you're there. Addressing yeah, you're addressing something. You're addressing you know? something. Let me ask you, because you're dealing with a lot of people that, sadly, like you said, if the book is called, If You're in My Office, It's Already Too Late, A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. Do you need a friend to be a supportive listening ear, or do you need a friend to sometimes tell you the truth? Well, I, I think absolutely the latter. I mean, I think it's the reason why every musician's third album sucks. Because their first album, mm -hmm. they're talented, and they right. just make their art. Well, plus they had years of of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of songwriting yeah. put okay. into it. So then the second album, they just you know work they the formula. This is what worked. Work the formula. Right. It's good. You know, by the third album, they're surrounded with yes men. So all of a sudden, they're like, "Should I put sitar on this?" And they're like, "Yeah, dude, it's great. <laughs> You're the best." Right. So you don't have girl, friends anymore. Oh, should I say yeah. <laughs> she wants me? You don't have like friends anymore who say to all right, maybe I pick on the sitar unfairly, but you don't have friends who say to you, you you know what you're fucking it up right now you got to get it together so i i like friends that are almost like accountability partners and mm -hmm. tell me when my head's up my ass because yeah. without that i that's where i get way off I, field. Uh, you know not to get too personal but i feel that way with you sometimes because you know yeah. kavino going through all this there are times where 90 percent of the times i do say kavino you're right uh, you know and i hear him out but then there are I, those times i have to say yo you're being unreasonable. Right. Your ex is right. And it's so hard to tell your friend who's going through, but there are times where he's like, can you believe she wants this too? And I'm like, right. I yeah, think she sure. should get that too. Well, but you know what? How you do anything is how you do everything, right? Mm -hmm. So what did we just say about that friendship? It's the same thing as with your spouse, you yeah. know, which is you got to be prepared to when it's necessary, have the tough part of the conversation. You don't want to just blow rainbows up somebody's ass all day long, whatever the relationship mm -hmm. is, because that's not a real relationship that's worth having. James Sexton is here. He's back on the show. If you're in my office, it's already too late. The voice Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. Hit him up at NYC Divorce Law, at NYC Divorce Law on Twitter and Instagram. You know, something we were talking about recently. I forget what what, what happened and why it came up, but it was involving old people. I think it was like some clip we saw. You remember? I'm really old. I don't know. What, what it's always people. the same thing. They'll, they'll interview an oh, old couple, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, I know An old was. couple. We were, we, were, we were somewhere. We were uh, oh, we were at an event, and there was like someone working the crowd, like a, like oh, a yeah, crowd, yeah, yeah. like doing a crowd warm-up. 
And two different old couples, the guy did the typical, like, what's the key to being married 40 years, 50 years? She's uh, always right. Year. Yes, she's yeah. always right. And, and, and yeah. guys with, honestly, like alpha guys dude, with egos yeah. have a hard time being like, she's right. No, but, but what I thought about that, though. That I is, thought about that. I'm like, well, if that's what keeps them together, right? Maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe there's, a, there's something to it. Because we're so quick to as men be like, yeah, fuck that. You know, that's yeah. puto behavior. They're not always right. But, but the guy is maybe happy in that scenario. And I see that you say you can be right. Or you can be happy and that you have to pick your battles. Yeah, so what's, but, what's but the, I have the, to tell the you, fine I, line here? I am not a fan of the advice of yes, dear, being the best advice. I think it's that, not, listen, but there's it, something to it, though. Yeah, there's something to it. I also think it's generational. I mean, listen, if you talk to a guy who's a salesman who's 80 years old and he tells you how he was a successful salesman back in the day, it's going to have a lot to do with typewriters and you know copying machines that now aren't relevant anymore. So I do mm. think you know people change. The way we perceive information changes. The way we view relationships changes. What was true for someone who got married in 1950 isn't true for someone who gets married in 2010 absolutely so yeah. that's a huge difference so i wouldn't just say oh well this worked for the senior oh, citizen it's great, not going to work for you that's a, fan, that's a fantastic point only because the dynamic of a relationship that your grandparents may have had couldn't be more different yeah than your yeah. like your I, grandma wasn't posting on instagram go, go, no, where you guys went on vacation I'm so fucking good you said she because, wasn't looking at what her next door neighbor <clears throat> went out to dinner with her husband for all you knew about what people were doing was what they told yeah. you or what you could see she in wasn't penis shopping on tinder yeah well exactly but you know what you <laughs> Totally right. <laughs> well, there were they, you didn't have the constant. You didn't have your ex boyfriend hitting you up on Facebook saying, "Hey, what have you been doing? How you been, boy? You look as beautiful as ever." And giving her compliments that suddenly make her feel like, "Hey, you know what? He's feeling a need my husband's not feeling anymore." So mm -hmm. you know, it really is like a totally different landscape. But I do think you have to pick your battles. I do think that you know it is important to just not make everything. You know, like the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, and if you're trying to to, to be happy and together, you don't just want to stay together. You mm -hmm. want to be happy and together if you're miserable get out i you know you're better off being happily divorced than you are being unhappily married i'm a firm believer in too that. many uh too much communication now or or are we communicating the right amount meaning i was watching uh chris rock's stand-up special and he does a whole bit about how back in the day like your dad would leave for work in the morning and you know what when he got home from work you know when he came home like when work was done and your mom i remember mom would always be like uh dinner's almost ready i think your father should be home soon and mom actually missed dad when he got and home and we got home and then uh, you know what at dinner you talked about your day at school and mom and dad probably caught up on like hey how was your day you actually had something to talk about if you are checking each other's social media and okay. texting and up each other's ass the whole day is that like setting up like a weird you have nothing else to talk about. I think so. I mean, look, information has become a form of garbage. It comes at us from all directions all the time with limited amounts of relevance, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, we've gotten to a point now where we talk all the time, but are we really, like, are we talking in a real way or are we just throwing words at each other all day long about meaningless crap that has no relevance to the relationship and no mm -hmm. nexus to our happiness whatsoever as a couple? I mean, you can, you know, I know people all the time who say, oh, my spouse and I talk all the time. Okay, shit talking your cousin all day long that's not talking you know talking to your partner about what's really going on in their life what's going on with your kid what's going on or just even talking about silly benign things that make you happy like if both of you like bachelor in paradise and you want to sit there and just talk about that show or something i'm not getting no no paid promotion from bachelor in paradise so the truth worry. is is that you know if, if you really if you if you take time to talk to your spouse about real things once in a while that to me is the key is just checking in on big things and that's what i mean when i say you know it's not 
it's not about being right all the time. You can't win a fight with your spouse. There's no such thing. You will not win an argument with your spouse. If you win, you made them feel bad. If you lose, you lost. So you just won't ever win. What it's about is just learning how to actually talk to someone in a way that, that you know, keeps the plot of the book the two of you are trying to write together. You know, it's so easy to lose the plot. We live in a world where everybody's trying to pull us off that plot all day long. And binging on Netflix doesn't count either a lot of times when it comes to real bonding, but we think it does. Like mm-hmm. even I, I felt that way. Like, yeah, no, we're, we're totally uh, investing uh, in, in uh, Stranger Ozark, Things. In Ozark together. Right. We're, we're lots right. of quality time. Oh, Meanwhile, you're yeah. just laying together watching a show. Yeah. That's yeah. Not really... But you know what? There's value in that. There, yeah, there is, is value in it because it does give you some commonality. But you're right. No, that's not. If that's the whole relationship and that's what, you, you know, the, the sphere of what you guys do together, yeah, it runs out of steam. Uh, yeah. Based on Bachelor in Paradise, which we brought up a few times. <laughs> you, you, I, no, you, no, it's, I, it's true. Way, no, I love the fact that for years you mocked me. I mocked Bachelor. You mocked me for watching any of this. They're so different. They are very different. Bachelor in Paradise is like Bachelor on steroids. Right, right. Yeah. It's so much so better. It's got my attention, and we're seeing the behaviors of, of younger people today. Like Rich said, it's the upgrade. It's the options. It's like, yeah, you're great, but he's greater. Bye. <laughs> right? So right. you see that mentality of, of yeah. relationships and people being fickle and, and fleeting and, yeah. and not really caring. Uh, people are disposable more yeah. than ever. Is there going to be less need? for someone like you in the future because if they're always looking for the upgrade how's anyone going to ever be happy and want to settle down if the next best thing is right around the corner and and if there's ever any problem because here's what I'm noticing too when I see young people when I'm watching these shows the second that there's any sort of uh, problem or obstacle they'll go to the next option why why work through this problem when there's a brand new start right here well, I, I actually think it's it's job security for my profession. Because How? the truth is, is that people still want the fairy tale. People still want everything that goes with it. I mean, women from the day they're born are encouraged mm-hmm. to just be, you know, so into this idea of being a bride, being the center of attention. Yeah. You know, Instagram and all those things have really amped that up even to some degree. They've really oh, increased these... the amount of, 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 you know, an event that a marriage <laughs> is. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is a pageant in the wildest way. Yeah, yeah. So everybody wants that. You know, like like Kid, Kid Rock once said that, you know, there's nothing more fun than getting married there's nothing harder than being married you know so getting married is usually a blast especially for a woman again who gets to be the center of attention gets to be a princess for the day gets all eyes on her and gets presents but the truth is is that then did the you, distraction... also, you just quote kid rock i, was say, well, that's a great kid. Said, I just also, quoted kid rock he also yeah. said bow with the bop yeah. he did i don't know what did. the fuck that means yeah. <laughs> it, I, you know i don't i don't quote him often but every now and then i gotta throw one in yeah, there i love it i love yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. any accusation of me being rock. highbrow is now over no, after bachelor it. in paradise kid rock <laughs> no, I, you know, I, there's a couple things I want to get ba to. Bob with the ba, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. Said the boogie, up, said, jump, up, jump, the, the boogie. boogie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, promoting his new book, if you're in my office, it's already too late. He's been on the show before. You know, I, I got to ask you this, too, from a guy who's going through it or has yeah. gone through it in the past few years, yeah. and I guess you're still dealing with the aftermath, the PTSD involved and everything else, <laughs> uh, trying to recover financially and mentally. Yeah. We were talking about sexism and 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 the equality in sports sure. with Serena Williams. Sure. You know, as we reach this promised land, which is a great thing, right, and, and women are getting more opportunity, are these rules and, and regulations and expectations and changes, will we ever see them in this system of things? Because well, it's completely unfair. Well, I think you're seeing it already. I, I actually wrote a piece for, uh, I forget what magazine it was, but it was about the idea that if you take the most feminist woman you ever meet in your life, and tell her that she now has to pay her husband alimony. Yeah. 
she will instantly say, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, okay. It, it is not, it is the last feminist taboo, you know. when I Because I, I, I have clients where, you know, one is a physician and the husband is an artist, let's say, and when they get divorced and she gets told, oh, by the way, you know, equality, you, you have to pay him alimony, it, it, you you think you slap them in the face. I mean, that is not okay. So I, I really do, you know, I, I think that as we reach, you know, and look, I think there's a lot of institutionalized sexism and misogyny that happens in our culture. I get that. I mean, even to tie it to this Serena Williams thing, like, look, I, I get it. I'm not saying that women aren't treated differently in professional tennis maybe than, than, than men are, but it doesn't change the fact that what she did was wrong. She violated certain mm -hmm. rules. What should the penalties be? I, you know, I don't know. That, that has to be a question about how things are applied. But look, the rules are supposed to be gender neutral and they've gradually improved over the years. I will tell you, I've been doing this 20 years as a divorce lawyer. When I started out, fathers getting full custody, sole custody of their children, you had to show that mom was just walking around with a heroin needle hanging out of her okay. arm yeah. for a guy. <laughs> That's good That is not the case anymore. I, we routinely see fathers getting sole custody based on two parents. But who honestly, were, I got to be honest. Yeah. When you say that, I, I yeah. automatically think that the mother must be terrible. Well, but, but see, you know what? You're hitting on something, which is women still fight harder for custody than men. And here's why. If I say to you, I'm a divorced guy. I see my kids every other weekend and once a week for dinner. They live with their mom. You just go, oh, he's a divorced guy. If a woman says to you, yeah, I've got kids. They live with their dad. I see them every other weekend. You go, what the fuck is wrong with her? Yeah, you know? well, well, how so, was she raised? Exactly. So, <laughs> so the truth is, is yeah. that there's an insane, and that's, a, unfortunately, that, but that's a form of sexism, you know, yeah. to look at a woman and say that, okay, this woman couldn't be. There are plenty of, of, of places where it's starting to get better, but I don't think, you know, change happens in such a cataclysmic way when it comes to a system like, like the divorce system. And look, it's tied very much. Married, you cannot say, oh, well, let's take gender out of marriage. Okay, that, that's never going to work. There are things you can try to take gender out of. You can take gender out of who's in the boardroom. You can take gender out of, you know, who plays tennis well. You can't take gender out of relationships, out of marriages in particular. It doesn't work. You know, we're, we're, with, we're with this person because we're looking for something that's complementary and opposite to us. I have a question about prenuptial agreements. Oh, I'm sure. glad you said that. Because I do a lot more of them than, than people would know. Because, you know, I... I, I How do you sell that I, I'm somebody. quoting Chris Rock for the second time today. Look at this. Good for Chris Rock. He also, in one of his other specials, used to say, uh, they you know... Spin it, son, they, they spin, spin it. it. No, he you said quit. something about, like, uh, I'm not living with my mama because you ain't in love. Like, oh, no, he like, said... Like, uh, like, prenups, like... All right, if some rich said, dude... new pussy can't read. He did say new pussy can't read. <laughs> he did, he did <laughs> say that. But he also said something to the effect of, like, you know, if millionaires get divorced... Yeah. They still have money. It's the regular guy who's working an honest living yeah. is now might have to get a one better apartment or like as as Chris Rex said, live with his mama because right, you ain't in love. love the anymore. craziest misconception yeah. is I say to people all the time, you got to get a prenup, you got to get a prenup, you know. And a lot more people have. Than people you know, say, oh, well, I'm not people, rich. People don't go on Instagram and say like, oh, look, we're signing our prenup. A lot of people have prenups, you don't know about it. But what I'll say to you is, is people. The most common thing guys say to me is, they go, oh, I don't need a prenup. I don't have shit. I don't have anything. And I go, right, that's yeah, why yeah. you need half, a prenup. Half of nothing is even right. less. Because in five years or ten years when you've got something, you have to have the prenup from when you had nothing. But how do so. you finesse the idea of, in a world where, like you said, women want this fairy tale yeah. wedding and marriage, how do you... How do you slickly, slyly say, hey, listen, I'm not rooting for this to fail, but should we put some responsibility in, in, in I, order here? Like, I have had this conversation now with like hundreds of men, and here it is. Here's the pitch, right? Okay. You sit her down and you say, you, you be her. No. Okay. You sit her down and you say to What's her. What's up, honey? <laughs> you look beautiful today, by the way. No, you say to her, 
Look, you know what? Every marriage ends. It either ends in death or divorce, but mm -hmm. every marriage ends. And I'm rooting for this one, which is why I'm doing it. It's why mm -hmm. I'm marrying you, because I believe in this. I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe in it. But you know, here's the thing. I want us to always be able to talk. I think that's one of the most important things. And we have to be able to talk about what's going on in this relationship. I like communication too, James. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, when the light hits you just yeah. like this, it's I really know. quite sexy. Can we have a well, minute? Well, Rich, is, he just yeah, has that's a glow. Right. Really, and we both totally... like Bachelor in yeah. Paradise. I mean, I think I this relationship could work. I think so. <laughs> so she, she might say, okay, I like communication. Yeah, okay, and, we're on what, the right and track. what you say is you say, look, I, I think we need to sit down and be able to, when we make decisions in this marriage, mm -hmm. we need to be able to talk about what are we doing. And look, the simplest prenup is a prenup that says, if it's in your name, it's yours. If it's in my name, it's mine. And if it's in our name, it's ours. Mm -hmm. If I go out and decide I want to buy a boat or do some dumb shit like rack up money on a credit card, you shouldn't be responsible for it. You know, there's yours, mine, and ours. That's what good marriages have is, is, is there's this ability to sort of have these boxes of what's, you know, the you, what's the me, and what's the we. So so a, a prenup is basically oh. just saying, look, we know better, you and mm -hmm. I, what we should do with our finances and our life, if God forbid we split up, than a bunch of legislators do. Because that's really what's happened. Why do you have a will? You're not hoping you're going to die. You just know it's a possibility. So you have a will, and that says, I know better where our money should go than then the government knows. And that's all that this is about. When you have a prenup- Pin it on the government. Pin it on the government. <laughs> you, take, you, apply, you appeal to her libertarian streak. Four letters that I've learned to hate, James. I'm sure you know what these are. Q-D-R-O. Quadro. Yeah, those, Qualified domestic relations Those order. letters could- uh, could it's like, Yeah, that's how you divide retirement accounts in yeah, divorce. Yeah, you know who I feel bad for? Yeah. That young 20-year-old guy who was saving every little yeah, penny. every penny he That had. poor guy didn't deserve well, this Well, I always shit. tell you that, you know, the, 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 the squirrel that saves the nuts, you know, always gets screwed in the divorce, and the guy who just goes out and just blows his fucking yeah. money. He's golden, That's right? That's so sad yeah, to me. Yeah, it's really, it really sad. Is. You get punished for doing the right thing. I have one last question for, uh, for well, James Sexton. I, I just want to tie this into a, yeah. honestly, we get emails all the time. For, we call yeah. them friend in needs. Like okay. guys that hit Got us it. up, women that hit us up with problems or questions. Andy hit us up just two days ago. Andy! Saying, saying he's been married for a little over a year now. Everything's great. They had a baby girl. He makes a ton more than his wife. No prenup in place or anything, but they have run independently. She now wants to propose putting all their money in mutual and joint accounts and he is skeptical and i see hundreds of listeners chiming sure. in what is the legit advice from, at this point if there's yeah. no prenup isn't it sort of like from a legal standpoint it all, doesn't make any difference it doesn't make yeah. a difference if what, he has money from his earnings that he puts in an account in his sole name that she doesn't even know exists she's entitled to half that account yeah so, so at, the, at this point it doesn't, it doesn't matter but no. what i would say is I, I think he should have the conversation from a relationship management standpoint there's a chapter in my book called yours mine and ours a financial system that works and basically what i say in that is look you do not want to have joint accounts if you want a joint account have a joint account that you pay like your you know your mutual expenses out of mm -hmm. but have individual accounts because if you're buying your wife a birthday present and she sees in the account what you paid for this yeah. is just stupidity it takes away a lot of the romance of things of course. you know you should both have some money that you can both blow on things and not feel guilty about and that's I think important and my, my last question now uh, yeah. again it's about being in your office if it's in your office it's already too late what about couples therapy in that type of office do you believe in it because I, I I've sat through things like that and it's always awkward because a lot of times it's, it's just their perspective it doesn't mean it's the actual yeah. truth you know I, I get a lot of flack for this you know divorce lawyers refer to couples counseling as delaying the inevitable you know that really all you're doing is just slowing down the nosedive that's going to happen anyway that may be a function of the fact that we just see the people that fail there may be this whole bunch of people that go out to couples counseling and never end up in our office but if it is but many people you see say and we try couples counseling everybody no. says we try couple counseling and, and, and it rarely ever works from what we've seen you know again I'm sure there are some couples counselors out there that do great work and if that's 
it's true. Like I said, it, it, it's people that wouldn't end up in my office. But look, I, I think it's really hard to take the, the same ingredients and cook something different. Right, and right. And I think a lot of times people are just, they're the wrong ingredients, you know, and, and they don't want to do the, the work that would be involved yeah. in taking those ingredients and doing something totally different. I think I'm extra salty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, yeah. 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 I'm, salt, you're I'm salty too much salt. For, you're a salty for the, dish. For the, yeah, uh, for the ingredients. We got a break, but uh, James... Always a pleasure Always having you Always fun, here, guys. Great uh, coming If you're Thank in my you, office, it's already too Thank late. You. Guys, read up on this, A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Staying Together. The best of Govino and Rich is on Faction Talk. If I give you an old show, would you know the premise of it from the 80s? Yeah, probably. Because I, I don't know what it was about. You could say I'm a dope for not knowing, but all I remember is that someone in my family taped over one of my WWF wrestling Saturday night main events. <laughs> Yeah. With Simon and Simon. Simon and Simon? And I was like, what the fuck is that? As a little kid, I was like, where's my Hulk Hogan King Kong Bundy? It was, uh, it, was, it, was, two, it, was two, it was two Simons. But hold on. Yeah. I, you don't get the magnitude of this. Like, little me was all pumped. Like, I had my VHS tape with, like, a King Kong Bundy Hulk oh, Hogan. there? It was, it was probably, like, Paul Orndorff versus the Junkyard oh, Dog man, or something. that classic match. And I'm thinking, what on earth... Is this shit? Simon and Simon. And it was like someone accidentally taped over my wrestling with Simon and What is Simon and Simon again? Was that a detective show? Was it, it was a, uh, a soap was opera? It, I remember when... Uh... <laughs> oh, Simon from Hits 1 and Lou Simon from 50s on 5 were hanging out? Yeah, that that's yeah. it. That's the ticket. I don't remember that stupid show. But I picture a bald guy with a mustache. Right? Isn't he one of the Simons? Uh, go, go to Mauser because people are also hitting us up saying uh, Simon and Simon was actually legit, but not legit when it's taped over my wrestling video. All right. You want to talk to Mauser? Yeah, sure. Sorry, Big Willie. We'll get to you in a second. What's up, Mauser? Hi. Eat that, Big Willie. Hey, uh, <laughs> great, theme, great theme song, by the way. And Rich, uh, this is us, the old doctor, the old friendly doctor who gives all the advice. He's great. He's one of, he, he's one of the Simon brothers. He's one of the main characters. He's the main character. Oh, my God. That actor? Yo, there, uh, yo, is that actor? How good is that actor? See how it all ties in. How good, good is that? Him. Oh my good spot! Look up that actor and tell me you. Kavino doesn't watch this as us, and I guarantee Kavino will be uh, like uh, Gerald McRaney. Joe McRaney. I guaranteed spot. Kavino. Let's see, the 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 one of the Simons from Simon and Simon. Thank you, Mauser. Way to go, dummy fishing guys. Catch you later. Thank you, buddy. Caught you. What's his name? Just go, one of the Simons from Simon and Simon is the same actor as the old wise doctor on This Is Us. And I guarantee, even though Kavino didn't watch either one of those shows, he's going to know the actor because oh, yeah. he's so I know good. the guy with the mustache. That's what I said. I know that's Simon. What's his name? Uh... Whatever his name is. Spot. I like Simon from Hits 1 Hollywood better. So do I. <laughs> yeah, Gerald McRaney. Yeah, that guy, That he is a great actor. Yeah, Gerald McRaney. He's still got the mustache. All right, Big Willie. By the way, I love how you are only convinced someone's a great actor because they've been on This Is Us. I know. They're just oh such a fucking God. puto. I'm just, all right, hold on. Not his entire body of work. He was, oh, he was the old doctor. On, he was the old doctor on This Is Us. He's a fantastic actor. All right, so you don't think This Is Us is one of the bigger things he's done? So then why are you so mad that they taped over uh, wrestling with that guy if he's so great? No. Really? Let's go through the shows he's had cameos on or or one-offs. I mean, and tell me if they're award-winning, okay. if they're if they're Golden really wanna, Glo if they're Golden Globe you wanna, Emmy you really award. Want to play this time game? on that? You if, really want to play this no, game? No. If they're award, if, if you're trying to tell me 
right. That let's this start, guy's, let's start with his career no, in 1969. Not start in 1969. Go since we were born. Oh, no, 2017. 20, Why since you since you were since born? We were born his because, life didn't exist. Because, no. Start when you fucking existed. Because yeah. we're talking about in our lifetime what you would know Files. this guy from. That's like such a dumb perspective Rockford to have. Files, Barnaby Jones. Okay, um, how many episodes? See, the Six Million Dollar Man. No, oh, who's heard of that? Eight is enough. Hold Chips. On. Oh, Hold on, I have a question. Oh, no, no, no. no. Who has heard of that spot? What? Who has? Chips? You're going to compare Chips to... The Dukes Chips of Hazzard. The Incredible my... Hulk. Who's heard of that? These are just Magnum not good... P.I. These who's are not heard of that? Shows. These are not good shows. Designing Women. Who's heard of that? Are you out of your mind? Simon and Simon. Who's heard of that? Newhart. Who's heard of that? Major Dad. Never heard of it. You're out of your mind. You're going to compare Major Dad. He was his own character. Uh, he was are... Major Dad. He was Major Dad. That's right. You're going to compare. <laughs> I remember that. But the quality of those shows? Touched by an Angel. Never heard of it. Major Dad. Jag. Never heard of it. Third Watch. Never heard of it. Maybe he was saying it's me, your dad. <laughs> nope. Oh. Oh, The West Wing? Yeah, that's that show sucks. That's an inside joke. Three people got Deadwood? that. Deadwood? Never heard of it. <laughs> no. Jericho? Weakest. It was kind of a shitty show. Why do you care um, about this guy? Fairly legal, wasn't that? What's uh, with what's her name? Are we really talking about Joe McCraney's IMDb? Mike and, oh, right Mike now? and Molly. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but you missed my point. I said and his yes, role. His role is Long, the doc- oh Longmire. I'm surprised you weren't a fan of him from that. Yeah, but 24 th- Legacy. I'm not quite hmm. sure. What's 24. Never heard of it. I'm not quite sure. Oh, House of Cards. That never won an Emmy. He was Raymond oh, Tusk. Finally, something I recognize him from. This is us. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're, You're an idiot. Ridiculous. In fact, your fucking limited blinder scope of television you is just the fucking saddest thing I've ever 90, seen in my life. 90% of the shows you just named were shitty shows no, from the 80s. No, 90% and 90s. of the shows I just named were shows that you were unaware That's of, so no, they're shitty. Not true. Yeah, that but guy's big, been slaying it for a long dad. time. I have, but bigger, bigger, sort of insulted him, bigger than This Is Us. Yeah, why? Because it's hot right now? Just because it's hot right now? Yeah, Which of these shows have won if awards? Anything. Which of these shows have won awards? If anything. Most of them. Go Most back them. down. Go back you, down. Most of the shows you, I mentioned. You think Major Dad, even though he was the star of that, you think Castle and uh and 24, a and 24 Legacy. Castle's won a bunch of awards. And, and 24. 24? 24 Legacy. 24? The, 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 the Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? The, the spinoff of 24 that lasted one season. The oh spinoff of 24 God. was was a, a big oh, show. I feel like I'm on a, I okay. feel like House uh, of Cards. House of Cards is a great show. That That's a great show. Actually, him as Raymond Tusk and This Is Us, I think he's had a great chapter of his career right now. Oh this Is Us and House of Cards are two award-winning shows. <sighs> I don't know how you're not seeing two of his biggest shows in the last oh like five God. to ten that's, years as far as like, award-winning. Oh my God. Dude, Major Dad was famous fucking. It was like, it was like if a, anything, it was I would media, argue. It was a mediocre family show that none I'm of us have saying, referenced. Like, none that of us guy, that ever. That I would guy argue. as Major Dad has been famous for a long time. I would argue. He, he's like fucking. This, 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 uh, this is us. is just second life of his long, long career. I would argue that shows of old. Shows of old. Shows of yore were more popular because there was less out there. Like all when Major Dad was on, that was probably all that was on of value on the network at that time. Scroll down. When did his IMDb start again? It's 1969. He was probably on some some dope shit that Rich never even heard of. Go all the way down. I forgot it. You're not gonna. You're missing my by the point. Way, we're talking about Gerald McCraney, by the way. Who cares? What? Who cares what we're talking about? The people listening who fucking just joined us and they're saying, "What are they babbling about?" Okay. Gerald McCraney's career. For God's sake, Gunsmoke. Spot. Put his name up on the I, on the screen so people can know who to look up. He was on they, the Waltons. He was on the Waltons. The guy's yeah, been doing you, it for a long time. Can you please, time. when you say these things, 
You realize you're just reading things. You're not realizing how what no, he was I on the understand show. Like the, the, I, I oh, know the these Walt- shows. The Waltons, one episode in 1974. That's that's like how I don't, many episodes of This Is Us was he on? He's the main doctor that delivered the kids, and he's always reoccurring he's with words seven, of wisdom. He's only been on seven episodes. The, of the show's show. only been on. Yeah, a but season. he was Simon of the Simon and Simon. All right, so, so the guy that was a, that was a big a show time. for him. But I'm saying, lately, over the last five to ten years, the fact that he was a character on This Is Us. And or could it be or, or that you only see what's in front of your nose no, or something? No, because I've watched some of these shows growing up. I'm saying right now, two of the biggest shows, and you can't deny what I'm saying. Two of the biggest shows over the last five plus years are This Is Us. It got has, is the biggest network show over the last like five years. That show stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Okay, You're, you know what? <laughs> With that attitude. I can't even have this conversation. And House of Cards before Kevin well, Spacey was touching. You t- shouldn't be having this be, conversation be, because you don't know enough. Oh, but how, like if I, if I, real, all right. This is like me. This is like me arguing that like, like some quarterback that you guys know all about and I don't know who he is is like I've never heard of him. He must not be that good. And you're like. Northbot, he's the greatest. You know nothing about sports. How could you know? He's, he's done this and this and this. And I'm like, I've never heard of him. So he must not be that good. This guy. Do you see the I difference? started by saying, and what you a, would I do that start, to me. I started by saying, what a phenomenal actor Gerald McRaney yeah, is. I can't believe your passion level for this. Hold on. And then and, you, and someone said, because you know why? Because we brought up Simon and Simon and how when I was a kid on Throwback Thursday, someone in my family taped over my wrestling tapes that I taped my Saturday night's main events on. With an okay. ep- with episodes of Simon and Simon, and it turns out you ever think you turn out into this moment on national radio? No, but you know what? I'm glad. I hopefully someone feels guilty now. Like my mom or dad's like, oh, it was me. Your mom probably loved his mustache. But the guy from one of the Simons from Simon and Simon, Mauser pointed out is the doctor on This Is Us, and I said that guy. Is fantastic. You finally made it. No, I didn't say that. That's you your finally a- peaked. No, that's your asshole. Twist when I said nothing of that. I said lately he's had a good little run because two shows he's a very House of Cards. Two shows, but I saw it, then I realized, oh shit, that's Raymond Tusk on House of Cards. Spot to say that House of Cards and This Is Us are not two of the high touted shows of the last five plus years. You're crazy. They are. Before Kevin Spacey was diddling little boys or caught or whatever, House of Cards was a show everyone was sweating, winning awards and everything. Right? Sure. What network shows won more awards last year? Then This Is Us and House of Cards? the show. Those are the shows. I look at that and I say the guy's been working a long time. And to Before say, you were even born. And to say so that. So to say that this is his his peak no, I didn't would be, oh, would be did from I, zero perspective. I did not say that, you numbskull. You I didn't you, say you peak. You absolutely alluded to that. What That's why I you're say? so passionate about Asshole. it. Asshole. I said he's having a great spike right now. If you look at the, if you did a, a, like a little chart of his career, like a, like a, a stock, like a, it was a stock. Let's say his career is a stock. If you don't think over the last couple of years between House of Cards and This Is Us, his uh, his star is a, a little higher, more recognizable. Don't know that because the guy was probably slaying it in the eighties when, right. when he was the when he main was do- when he guy was do- on all do- these network when shows. When he was doing Simon and Simon and Major Dad, yeah, totally- that was probably his biggest. Spike. He was probably fucking walking with his dick out in the hallway. We like suck it. He was probably living the fucking the, the life back then. We don't know because we were nose picking little kids. Half of his career, you weren't even born. This is this is us. Has only won 
two Emmy Awards. It was one, nominated for everything, and it's the highest rated n- show on network television. Where it could be nominated for an Emmy. It doesn't mean anything or if it doesn't it mean win. that you just love it so much? You're right. I'm the only one. You're right. No, it's, but, not that, it's not the most talked about network show. What sounds better? You are about it. Academy Award nominee or Academy Award winner? Yeah, he's the doctor on that show. All right, what's bigger? Him as the doctor on some show or when he was the main dude on network shows? He, that I said. I didn't say. I want you to take this tape and find what I said. No, because that's the, the whole thing. premise I never, of your argument. No, yeah. I said. Because if, we know you. And we know. You're, see, you're 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 making shit up. No, I'm not making shit up. By the way, this is between you and Spot. We we know you, and I know you, and we're saying. I'm saying that you're only. I don't saying, want to go on the road trip with you anymore. You fuck. I'm flying from city to city. I can't deal with you all this time. Why Spot. is your answer? We're sa- you. I'm simply saying. I'm simply saying that you are acknowledging that he's a great actor. Yeah. Solely. Because of his work on, you don't even know half the shit he was in, <laughs> solely because of his appearance on This Is Us, and, nope. and the, I know you. When you that's what you just did. did, did don't you deny wa- it. Did you watch? Please. Did you watch? Oh my did I'm you, out. Uh, did you, I'm out. You make like points that don't make sense, and then you say you're out. Because I can hear the eye rolls about oh, the pot, the pot beats. Shut up, the pot. Damn. Oh. Awkward burgers. What's well, awkward? What's well awkward? done? Oh, just how you like it. Yeah. Why? Well, just He just served them to you. He didn't even ask for them. Because you guys are saying things that I didn't even say, and no. my point's fantastic. I think your point point really stinks. My to be point honest. is if you if you really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you what a stock chart looks like. Remember, you used to have stocks. Yes. Okay. Look at that. Oh, Rich's low blow. Hear it. I don't want it to go under the radar. If there, if there was a remember when I used it, to have stocks because I don't agree with a stupid Joe McGraney story. You said Gerald that before. McGrady. You said you used to have mutual funds. Yeah. I can't make I can't make the joke. You said I used to have uh, we we said mutual friends and you like you used to have mutual funds. This Gerald McGraney story will go down in show history to be one of the weakest debates of all time. That's my prediction. Why? Because you don't like it. Let's talk about the no name boxers you watched last weekend. This also plays off the statement you made earlier in the show. Let's talk about some no-name shit you watch. Joe, tell me about your. I you went to, about, tell me when you scratch your thighs. Went to Trader Joe's. I want to hear about the stock of Gerald McCraney. Yeah, tell also, me about it. Also, Gerald, if Gerald McCraney was a stock, yeah. no, no, no. Hold if on. he was a Gerald stock, McCraney. hold on. If he was a stock, this actor Gerald McCraney yeah. would pro- his, his stock was probably at a very high price when he was Simon and Simon and Major Dad. And then I bet you the stock went down for quite a bit. You mean it was like the Sirius XM stock when you guys got your options when you started here? Yeah, exactly. Remember when I had options? Remember when you had stocks? Is what they look like. <laughs> so he probably for a ten-year-plus period, he was probably off the radar. I'm just saying for a guy the for Buffett of for, Gerald McRaney. for a guy for a guy that had a great run in our childhood. Clearly, you're right. Simon and Simon and Major Dad were two big shows. But there to was say, a lot of shows he was but on. To, no, you're reading the IMDb incorrectly. One episode of like no, episode seven in, in order. No, but I'm saying. For a ten plus year period, he was like all off the radar a little bit, and then I bet your dad is even like, "Oh, Richie, you couldn't be way off. You're way off." He then, was on the cover of TV Guide. All right, so he was a main character for a couple of shows in the '80s. I said his, his stock 90s, was high. And 2000s. What? What was that? Well, the two that we were just talking about. Yo, Dead, bro, we've Deadwood. talked about This Is Us so many times in the past few years because it's your favorite show. Never once have you brought up the fucking doctor of the show. Not once. I did so. Actually, he makes Sarah cry. He's so good. This just he, I, and, uh, and on and on and on fucking House of Cards, which we all love. Don't make it sound like we didn't talk a lot about that show. He was Raymond Tusk. He was the, one of the you biggest. Just adversaries. figure that out right now. Yeah, but but I'm yeah. When yeah, I looked at his honestly, if that was part of your original argument. I would have 
backed off. Yeah, you didn't even know that. You, we saw, we all listened as you realized in amazement. Um, you, Are you out of your mind? You well, said I just but saw you, you, but you didn't know that. But you're noticing things as you're reading it too. I you don't give a fuck about this guy. guy. Joe McCraney, I knew who he was, the guy with the mustache. The reason I'm getting on you too is because you said earlier in the show, we've played just about every theme possible. No, we haven't. And that, that this, just, this just adds to that. Because you have a scope. And that's great. We all have a scope. We all have things that we've kind of, we grew up with specifically that we liked and didn't like. You got a lame scope. You have an Al scope. Oh, that's great. All right, continue. <laughs> Al scope is a host on the highway, Series 6 on the highway. I know. And you totally insulted him for no reason. I did not. I hope people find out about it. Uh, <laughs> there's people on the phones about I can't even believe there's people oh. on the phones about this. I, the phones are all lit. 866-969-1969. What Cavino do you want? What do you talk want? You know what this is? What do you want to talk this about? Is, this is Mandy Patankin all over again. Yeah, Spot. You're right. This is Mandy Patankin. All over again. Yeah, this is like deja vu. We had the same exact conversation. <laughs> Rich was talking about how Saul on Homeland was such a great actor. And that's mm -hmm. all he's known for. And no. Rich had no idea it was the same dude from Princess Bride and all the other stupid shit he did. I. And then we looked his IMDb up. Hope. And we realized, oh yeah, he was on Chicago Hope because Rich never knew the show. It didn't matter. Right? I, I, I remember. Same I like conversation. On, I like him on Criminal Minds and I, I still stick by my theory that Mandy Patankin, because of his look, is now most recognized and known for Homeland. And, of course, Inigo Montoya. But that's – a lot of people don't even – they do the whole, oh, wait, same guy? Yeah, but that doesn't mean just because you were blind to the information that it didn't happen and that and that his <laughs> career didn't exist before you became aware of it. Go to the, go to no, but that's, that's the – Go to Dan and Houston. That's the conversation here. Go to the you know, it's like your whole theory of – uh, the Yankees didn't. The Yankee Yankee championships Don't didn't tell me matter. About the before no, you, but you always say that Yankee championships didn't matter because I wasn't alive for them. Yeah, you can't be like twenty seven. But it doesn't mean you it didn't seen, happen. You've seen five of them. You weren't there in nineteen sixty something one. But it doesn't matter. Dan in Houston, what up? Dan, you're on the show. Hey, we're talking about Gerald McCraney. <laughs> Yeah, Gerald McGraney. Yeah, Gerald McGraney, mate. Uh, screw that House of Cards stuff and screw that, that This Is Us. He was George Hurst in Deadwood. He yes. was a villain in Deadwood. Deadwood was such a great Deadwood show. Deadwood was a big show. And you never watched it. But I said it was a show that I know people Hold watch. Hold on. Why is it so hard for you to just say that maybe because you love this show so much, it's more of a prominent role for you? Why can't you just admit that? <sighs> The role he plays as the doctor on This Is Us and the fact that he was Kevin Spacey's adversary on House of Cards, for me to say that the last few years has been a cool part and a high stock point of his career is not crazy. Because while he, while he did things in the 80s, of course, Major Dad and Simon and Simon, he was a main dude. That was probably when he was at his most popular. But I'm saying from then until now, if you don't think that stock went down and is now at a high point again, the fact that two of the last projects he did were huge, award-winning, highly touted shows, this is us. That's not, we're yeah, arguing the, two different. Now yeah, you're, you're, now you're, now you're, you're, you're you formulated you. a whole theory that wasn't there before well, just based on theory. the information we got by the way i completely agree with you rich about that i that's what i've that, been saying what you just said i agree with yeah me too i agree oh, with don't that don't fucking agree with me now because i'm right no i'm you're hey, right hashtag, i've been right all along hashtag yo tambien fuck you after we we gathered all of his career information yeah you've made a decent point i agree with you now Fuck but that! I agree too. I've been saying the same. I've been saying the same thing. Really? Then why are people saying you're backpedaling? Like what's backpedaling? Like Deion Sanders in the end zone. 
Jason in Minnesota, you're on the show. Wait, wait, hold on, Jason. We'll get to you in a minute. Keith. Uh, you want to talk to Keith? Keith. Keith in Nashville. Fuck Keith. Hey, this is this, this is going to lead to a, to a certain point that I have to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you bother arguing with him if his opinion is different from yours? He's not going to side with you. He's going to believe his opinion because his opinion is fact. Why waste your breath? Save your breath. Save your breath. Save your breath. Good point. You know what? Yes. You're right, Keith. His fact is right. I'm him. If you don't agree with him, you're wrong, brother. Hey, yo. Great job. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for clearing that up. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. Now, on our way in today, uh, Rich and I were talking about our last night. We had a very big dinner meeting, which could change our family stars for all we know. Um, you sure know, it was a great moment for us, and, and we'll tell you more about it when we can. But a great night all around. We feasted like slobs. <laughs> I feel know, like I'm having a, a little steak baby right now. I don't now. know because at some point, I don't know if it's at some point your embarrassing behavior is going to like come back you. to about. I, I yeah. told. I'm sorry. I told them. What's my embarrassing behavior with it's the really, meat? Like honestly, at one, the- you're going to like one day. It's just not going to work in your favor. See, I bring it up at you dinner. You think I care? No, but I bring it up at you dinner. Spot, spot. Why? I, I bring this up at dinner meetings with important people. You know why? To diffuse the situation. To make a joke about it, because by making a joke about it, it becomes funny That's at the your table. Own insecurity. Why are you worried about me and what I eat? That's so ridiculous. Being a Budinsky. So Rich thinks by bringing it up, he's like diffusing the, the, the I'm fire. I'm making it funny. And the awkwardness it's, it's that like, I bring because I order my steak well done. It's like Mind your business. It reminds me. Okay, let me tell the story real quick, very quick. reminds me of the time that, um, oh, last time we had a big meeting. We went out with uh, one of the big wigs from when we did our TV show in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, SNY was in the network. Yeah. And like every th- the, the three of us ordering what we ordered was so indicative of our personalities. I ordered, uh, like I looked at the menu. I'm like, I'm gonna order roast rabbit. Oh, that makes you so cool, Spot. Because roast who's rabbit. gonna have roast rabbit? Yeah. Spot's gonna have because roast it's some, rabbit. It's something you, so, you're so unique. Fucking that no cool, one, man. You're like a beatnik. I am. You're, you're like on a makes different it, no, level. Makes him adventurous. I, yeah, yeah. Makes me adventurous. Put my hog on the table, man, bro. You're Rich, like Ranger Rick, dude. Rich didn't order what he wanted. He ordered what the boss suggested. Yeah, bro. Where'd you just you know come why? from? Because Adventure he's a pleaser. No, yeah, a pleaser. But because when the boss says, "I'm taking you to this place." You need to try, I don't know, the veal cappellini. Or you know what I think? Like, no, fantastic. I don't. No, thanks. But thanks for the suggestion, but I don't need to try and it. Cavino. Order chicken fingers? Order, essentially. Here he he ordered something. Advanced palate. He ordered something off menu that that because he has a childlike palate. He's like, do you have any chicken like chicken palm or something? And the guys, they're like, I well, remember, sir, remember, we don't have it on the menu, but, but I'm um, sure that it's like a, so like chicken breast, which is like meat and sauce. Yeah, I, I guess the chef could put something together. So that was yeah, that was years ago. Cavino's known for these business meetings. Oh, for being myself. No, but, I'm supposed but, to pretend to be you because you got it I, all of course, the control. I can Advanced see. Pilate, I'll I follow can, your lead next you time. Know, I, you know what? Okay, hold on. You know what people? I mean, I'm sure people do love it, but there are people that play golf, right? Not because they love it. Because it's probably the most boring thing ever, but because it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a good way to get in with business people who love to play golf. So sometimes you have to put aside your preferences for the greater good. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Okay. No, I'm just me no matter what. I do me. Hold on, let me think. I do me. No. I just fucking do me. And I can already see the feedback, and I'm not even reading it yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to reload now, but I know it's going to be like. 
Hey, Rich, why don't you just leave Kavito alone? You know he's the way he is. Yo, stop telling everyone what to do. Stop being a Budinsky. Stop doing this. I'm just telling you that it's it's almost become a funny theme. That but when why we go to are you so self-unaware of, like, your hyper reactions and the way you conduct yourself? You You're so worried about my stake. But you don't take a minute to say, hey, maybe I haven't shut up for the past you know, 15 minutes. You know how we had an intervention with Rich last week regarding his Pink Floyd t-shirt? Yes. Where, where, my wearing my Pink Floyd sweatshirt his too Pink much. Floyd yes. sweatshirt. I know, and, Spot. <laughs> and uh, he hasn't worn it since, thank God. That's it. So I'm telling you. I'm, I'm giving By it the way, away. If, you, if you missed that, catch it uh, on um, demand. Best of the week. Also, uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play. Yep. Yep. Hey. Hey. Pink, some, Pink Floyd. But sometimes you have to- I always to, play their money sound effects. Sometimes effect. you have to call out your friends, and it sounds like Rich- is paying attention and knows and is aware now that he wears that thing too much and he's going to try and wear it less. So all we're asking is that you maybe try and change a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to change You know what? Code. I'm going to go to fucking uh, Dr. Hollywood here and tell him to give me uh, new taste buds. No, no, no. It's not taste buds. No, no, no. But like, I'm just saying. It is. Because I don't like people, what you like. You know why? Because I'm not you. I'm not Beefsteak Charlie. I'm not fucking. Uh, who, who are you? Fucking Spotty? I'm not you. I don't Advanced cook. Advance Pilate? I'm not Advance Pilate. Like me. Yeah, so but, but maybe I'll listen. get some uh, some taste bud injections. No, but what I'm saying is, and this is a conversation we've had all the time, but I'm just saying right now, there's two things I, I realized last night at dinner that were funny. Sorry I don't taste things the way you taste I them. I apologize. I'm not trying to change Cavino. I love him the way he is because <laughs> it's funny. But for me to not bust his balls would be Disingenuous of me because I want to. Bust you could his balls. bust my balls, but don't be and because you want to diffuse like no, but, some sort of embarrassment. But I don't give when, a fuck what anyone but, thinks about what I'm eating. But when the other guy, I'm eating when it. The other, when the other guys at the table all get a good chuckle, and they and get they a good say, chuckle because you're pointing it out. Otherwise, they wouldn't notice because not everyone's a judgmental budinsky like you. So I spot we're sitting down for this dinner, and no, they, here's and the thing though, they are. <laughs> he no, goes, not. he goes, uh, yeah, they are. I, I turn to the guy that one of the you know one of the people I have a dinner with, and I go, you know, last time we we're at a steakhouse, Cavino asked the waiter, "What dippings do you have?" And he started laughing. He goes, "Okay, no oh, dippings." So when oh, it came oh, around oh, time, when it, so when it came around time for him to order, he asked the waiter. And what dippings do you have? And funny. everyone got a good laugh. That was funny. But so making fun of Cavino in that moment, especially when Cavino said, I'll have the 12-ounce filet, which was like $65. So, so we're talking about a $65 steak. And the wow. and, he, and the waiter goes, 12 ounces, that's pretty big. 12-ounce filet. Cavino goes, and uh, no petite. Whoa, can you make it uh, well done, please? And the guy go, And the guy actually said, sir... I'm not quite sure because it's such a tender piece of meat to cook it well done. I'm not quite sure that the the chef does that. And Kavino goes, well, can you butterfly it, like cut it in half and uh, butterfly it and bring out extra bananas? Yeah, and I was like. That's it. That's yep. exactly how it went down. And, I was uh, like, bananas. Yeah, that's how it went down. That's it. That's so, it. That's dinner. So if you don't think I'm supposed you to. offend me. If you don't think I I'm supposed to bust your balls a little bit. It would, it, it's what makes it fun. As you know, Kevin you, Meany used to sing, rest in peace, Kevin Meany. From the Jay Thomas show. Rest in peace, Jay Thomas. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You know, there's I a, don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You're making a scene. No, I'm not. You, you guys are. You know, there's a there's a I'm, I'm doing me, mine and uh, my business. There's a very well known I don't steak. give a fuck. You know, I don't know what Rich Order. You know why? 
because I'm not all involved in his business. There's a very well-known steakhouse in the New York area known as Peter Luger's. Ah, Peter Luger's. Oh, and you went there? Good for they you, Spotty. Family style. People, people, oh, might know what they, people might know what they sell their steak sauce. Um, they will not serve you if you ask for anything well done. Oh, well, 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 that's a I want to go there then. They, will not gotta, they, the they won't Peter say, Luger oh, we'll says. see what we can do. No, they'll say, sorry, sir, we don't serve that. Then I'd be like, you can, peace, you can peace either, you later. You can either order it uh, medium rare or you can leave. <laughs> That's fine. It's a conversation that we'll have every few months for advanced the rest of our lives. Advanced Pilate. Um, Never it's not stops. even advanced Pilate. It's about respecting the meat. Then you don't like meat. Yo, you don't Pilate. like meat. What did Larry David you say? You don't like what did, meat. What did Larry David say? Respect the wood, right? You got to respect the wood. You got to respect the meat. You don't like meat. You like sauce. So why don't you just order a fucking uh, pl- uh, plate of mashed potatoes yeah, you'd save with like, Bernays sauce on you'd it? Save the com- you would have saved Sirius XM and ESPN so much money over the years if you just said, for business meetings, just sauce, please. Get a hamburger patty. Put sauce on it. Honestly, yeah. Cavino's the trailblazer. Spot thinks he's sophisticated and Rich is a pleaser. I wouldn't say trailblazer. Trailblazer? I would you say you're that exactly. Clyde, you think Thank you're Clyde, you, Madera. You think you're Clyde Drexler? That's right, I am. Trailblazer. No, he's That's a right. meat blazer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good one. Uh, big fucking deal. The point is, we had a great night. But but here's the, here's something we thought of at dinner, because we, we were joking about this. This was not making fun of Cavino. It's a question that the guys we were with even said might be interesting for the radio show, because... When someone has leftovers at a nice place like that, I made this joke uh, about myself. Yeah, but Kavino, because we were busting his ball so much, he goes, "So will you, will you make fun of me if I took some of this home?" Oh my god! And I we was did, like, "So yeah, would, would it would what, I be offensive if I asked for a doggy bag if I can't finish this so at a business meeting?" We were trying to decide at a business meeting or on a date. Can you ever bring leftovers home with you? That I think is tacky. Or can you ever? Yeah, I agree. Could, if you if you with friends, if the three of us go out for lunch yeah. or dinner, and, and spots like oh, I'm bringing my salad or half of this burger home or something, totally acceptable. We're friends. You're hanging out, right? I think if you're on a date or a business, especially meeting, a first date, a yeah, a first date or a business meeting, if you say, "Hey, can I, can I get a box for what I didn't finish?" would be humiliating. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> now that would be judged without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the guys mean, at the meeting would be like, is this guy serious if I packed up a little uh, bag like Mr. I used, Bean? I used some of my bonnets. Can you bring me an extra little like plastic cup a of it? Little, so like, cook it a, a, a to-go ramekin? Like a to-go cup? A, that's <laughs> a very <laughs> peculiar person to do that, you know? I pictured, like I said, like a Mr. Bean type folding his little bag and wiping his, Jake's the size of his mouth. <laughs> Jake's done it on a first date, but he's poor, so it's okay. Wait, Jake did leftovers on a first date? Yeah. Nah, well you can't do that. You Those are cock blockers. Those are life cock blockers. Uh, Rich is saying that my my well done ordered steak is a cock blocker in life. But I'll tell you, I'll if you're getting the doggy bag to go in front of reputable people, that is mm-hmm. that's a bigger cock Listen, block. I think the point I'm trying to make is that you do you. I love you for it as a friend, but but it's I think, always but funny. I think, but I it think, always but, gets you. But I think busting your balls, especially if it's on a new in front of new people, is an icebreaker that, conversation fine. starter. And that's I think fine. It's, I'll I think take it's that. funny, and you play it up like, "Yo, leave me." And Kavino does his like, "Yo, I do what I want," and everyone's like, "That's Kavino." Like, that's... It's almost like I'm building his persona. Like, why, don't spot. You, why don't you save everybody the money and just go to like Charlie Brown's? Yeah, next or, time or Outback. How about that? Let's do it.
Sorry. Like, guys, honestly. You guys are such fucking snobs. Do you hear what you sound like? No. Nar- you sound like pretentious jerk Narzan gives a solid the no on the, on the uh, so, Yeah, we're the, the meat brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid no from Narzan on the doggy bag. Who goes straight home after dinner? Because you're usually going out to drinks or a show or something on a date. So imagine you're, imagine you, you're, you ever accidentally take some leftover home because you're like, you're with your wife or friends and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'll take the rest of that to go. And you leave it in your car. In your fucking car stank. So you got some yeah. dank oh, ass food. Worst. I am not against leftovers the way I used to be. I, I've changed my stance on they that. You used to say they were for poor people. I remember. No, I used to be. No, I, no, I, no, you I, were I, like, I, you're I never, people. I just was a. Uh, low lives. I never said low lives or poor people. I said I was just not a leftover type of guy. But I am now. I get it. I get uh, it too. Earl in BC. What's up, man? Earl Shine. And by the way, I'm with Franz. Hey. I do I do miss Jay Thomas and Hello. his crew. Uh, what's up, Earl? Hey, Earl. Hey, it's it's Owen, but no big deal. I was just going to say, you know, despite the fact that it could be a little tacky, nothing's tackier than wasting food to, in this society now, right? Like, everybody's supposed to give a shit. Um, so maybe you could show that you do. Just take it home. Fuck it. Put it in the car. I you get know? it. Yeah, that, that's true too, right? To leave your food there? Right, that's like, kind of wasteful. You know, Yeah, maybe I that's an that older mentality. You might, you, might, you, might, you might be fucking girls with hairy armpits, but you're getting laid with that mentality. Yeah, but I'm not going to fuck some girl with hairy armpits. I'd rather be wasteful. Hey, question for you, Spot. When you, uh, when you, when you look at the... I'd rather be wasteful. Yeah, what, what is... I'd rather be wasteful. What are you going to do with that steak? It's, steak never really you ever, heats properly. You ever, you, ever watch, uh, you ever watch the waiter or bus, per, uh, bus boy or something? Clear, bus boy? Clearing a table next to you, and someone left a huge portion of something. You're like, oh, I would take that. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like see, you see, like, like, I do that every time. Like you see, a, you see a table being cleared, and you're like, Yo, they left a big piece of cheesecake. Fucking bring it over here. <laughs> like, that- I, I would. I'm not above. Call, yeah, you can call me a Vance Plate, and you can say that I'm mocking Cavino because I am. But honestly, I would absolutely eat off a stranger's table that they le- if they left a fucking piece of cake behind. Oh yeah. Was we like, ate was, a lot last night. I was out the other day, and. and this table next to us is like two old ladies and they had this huge plate of uh pulled pork nachos they they did well, honestly they ate like an eighth of the plate and they're like oh, we're done and you're like oh my god hey old biddies you can, can i just get one just to taste oh spot yeah we feasted spot, i don't know you never waited tables the way we did i know you had different types of jobs when you were a kid like part-time jobs but i think anyone that waited tables I think you're a liar if you said you never stole French fries on the way to delivering the plate. Really? There was a uh, son of a bitch. Country <laughs> like chicken fried salad. What was the fucking Bennigan salad? Where they would take the they would have you know the barbecue chicken on. Oh, it. the barbecue chicken on top of the salad. Yeah. Oh, I used to eat it by the by the. I, I used, used to deliver to it to the it. table. <laughs> yeah. And the person would be like, all the time. Uh, my chicken's a little light on this salad. Totally. You're like, yeah, uh, fucking deal with it. I would be eating the seasoned fries. I'd be dipping into uh, their honey mustard. I'd be eating all their food all the time. <laughs> no question. Uh, and I think we ate a little too much last night. I'm feeling bloated. I'm feeling extra heavy today. I feel like we gained 30 pounds last night. Mm-hmm. We had key lime pie and cheesecake and oh. feasted and Ooh. celebrated. We had wine. Our glasses kept being refilled. Um, I told stories I don't even remember telling. So yeah. uh, it was a good night, and got home, watched some sports highlights, read some highlights magazine, read some highlights yeah, magazine, I went to bed, uh, nailed the hidden pictures, laughed at the timber toes, 
and then went to sleep. Uh, let's and see. then I woke up like, a, yeah, can I tell you something? I woke up with my pants off. I'm like, what the fuck? I must have been like super restless. Hey, uh, wait, what? Yeah, no, it was like so hot and restless. I'm like, how'd that happen? But wait, you went to bed with pants on? Not like, you know what I mean? I woke up with like I woke up like fucking Donald Duck, like pajama bottoms. I was I woke <laughs> wait, up. Wait. I woke up and I was like Porky Pig. I had no pants on, but, but like no underwear, or no pants. Yeah, no, no nothing. So they had a t-shirt I was like, on. Winnie the Pooh. But you had a t-shirt on. Yeah, I Winnie the Pooh myself. So you woke up. You woke up with a t-shirt on. Yeah, that's it. Uh, with your dick hanging. Yeah, <laughs> I must have been hot in the middle of the night. Is like, your butthole very sore? I have a feel. I I guarantee. I Maybe feel. I was probed last I, night. Can I tell you something? I'm convinced. You think that. aliens came? Uh, Wait, I'm not and even my ass was and my ass was up. Wait, what is what? Hey, I woke up doggy style too. It was weird. It was odd. I was, I, was in a, I was in like a downward dog position with no <laughs> pants on. You know, Spot, I'm convinced and you- How I, do you I, like the meat? And I was like, well Spot, done. Spot, I, Spot, I, I bet you. I would guarantee. I was just so hot. I would guarantee. I, I had to be. I was like sweat. You know, in the back of your knees are sweating. I bet you you're the type of guy. And I'm going to need an answer because I feel like I know the answer. But I bet you you're the type of guy that has sex with a t-shirt and his socks on. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A t-shirt on? Sometimes. I feel like what you just described- Sometimes I have tricks where what? I use the shirt to my advantage. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I don't know if this is I don't know if this I is I use gay. the shirt as like a lasso. I'll take it off and I'll lasso it around the waist. This might be gay. Rain it in. If you I are the weirdest. If guy. I'm, you know, browsing through porn and yeah. I come across a porn and a guy's wearing a shirt, I I change it. Because it like throws me it throws off the dynamic to me. Because it seems like it's like uh, By the way, like, the only time I wear socks though is when I have the grippy bottoms it's for traction. When I used to have wood floors. Otherwise I don't do that anymore. Unless it's cold out. Socks, T-shirt, no pants. The Cavino wardrobe. What well are you doing, done, like well, acrobatics on the well, floor? Well, I had a well-done steak. It's not digesting the right way. I don't want to show my hey, gut, dude. so I just take my pants off. I want you to know I have changed, uh, you know, because I used to always wear my socks. I don't wear socks anymore to bed. I used to wear socks to bed are every you, night. Now I don't. shouldn't. Socks to bed? I know, school, now I don't. Are you a schoolboy? So, hey, one day maybe I will get that steak medium. Just for you, or as I change that, and evolve. Is that what we're well, waiting for? Well, but anyway, yeah, well, I woke uh, up. I was porky pigging myself. I, I love some of the no feedback. No pants. I love the feedback. Uh, well, I don't agree with Cavino's well done steak. Rich and Spot, you guys sound like you're fucking Gordon Ramsay. Relax. Yes, Gordon Ramsay and Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> I'd say, I, but you know what? I'd say, I'd say order chicken instead because you're probably getting the same effect. But then you'd even order that well done, and that's as equally as embarrassing. Uh, Wolfgang Schmuck telling me uh, how I need to eat my steak. Best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. There was a friend in need. I'm going to find it right now. And it has to do with doing a favor for a cousin. My cousin. What kind I, of favor? Are you hiding a body? Giving him money? I mean, oh, this, this all plays a by factor. By the way, can I tell you something? You just said two things. Oh, you're a fucking genius sometimes. You know what? Lanny Poffo and Steve Covino. Genius. You know why you're a genius? Because you just said two things that people love to say when they talk about a family member or need to help someone. Yo, people ask you for money or they try to have you cover up some shit they did. That's like, don't you agree that that's like the nightmare things families could do? Like, you know, the, always, the, the old joke is like, yeah, call me if you need to bury a body. Or the reality is a lot of times family members call you and it's like, yeah, I need a favor. And you're like, how much? Because it's always money or helping them cover up some dumb shit, right? I thought this was mild, and people were so crazy about this spot. See if you can help me find this. It's a guy who said his cousin reached out, and it had to do with a urine test for work. I saw that. Did you see this? I was bemuffled. And how people were just like, no, fuck that guy. 
Hold on, I'll, I'll find it because I know. I'm uh, already here. thinking, no, no way. What? If someone asked me to pee for him. Yeah, why would you not? I wouldn't do that. Right, hold on, let me read this. You're out of your mind. Hold on. Here's uh, the, I got it right here. Spot, I found it. <coughs> Sorry. Don't go dying on us. Road trip starts in three days. All right. Uh, Jake, get the plastic bubble. Hello there. Jake. Hello there, Carls. This is from, uh, we'll call him Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes. Hello there, Carls. I'm a pretty new listener. Only been listening for a year now. Out of Roswell, New Mexico. Um, got a question on something that I'm not sure should bother me or not. I make a pretty decent living in the old oil field. So my wife actually has the ability to stay home and raise our two girls. Today, my cousin, today my cousin contacted my wife asking her if she could pee in a cup for her so she could pass a drug test at work. It bothered me because I sacrifice working 67, 60 to 70 hours a week to support my family so that we could have a great life and now I got this cousin over here who's not willing to give up a little weed or whatever that's necessary to make an honest living. Now, I'm not against marijuana. But I think if your job requires you to take a drug test, you fucking stay clean so you can pass a drug test. Not try to cheat it by asking your cousin's wife to pee in a cup. I bust my ass for an honest dollar. Am I overboard with this? And my answer is yes. No, like I, I, I your I, pee can't be tracked to you. I get if that. If your brother about Tommy, like being adult, man, hold like on, how old are we talking Let's here? Let's talk about. Hold on, your, these guys. He's twenty three, and his cousin. They're All young. Right, so they're this young. Is young people. He behavior. goes. He goes on to say because people were everyone. I was amazed that everyone's like, no, tell your cousin go fuck themselves. That and, changes it because at this stage of the game, go fuck themselves. I'm I, telling someone to go fuck themselves. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. I'm reading all the feedback, and people are telling this person, go fuck themselves, do this. Remember we had this conversation months ago, maybe a year ago, where, hey, if your kid got a hit-and-run accident or did something dumb, and I said, yeah, I'd probably, if it's your kid, as long as no one got hurt, you'd probably try to help cover up for your kid. But if someone got hurt, they have to pay the consequences. Remember all those people were so quick to throw their own kids under the bus? Like, you let them get arrested. Life lessons. Life lessons. I'm amazed at how many people said, fuck them. Because my thought was, if your brother Tommy, let's say Tudmaster Tommy, came to you and he said, yeah, what's up, bro? I got a job offer and it's mad loot, yo. I'm going to make some mad ducats, yo. And you're like, yo, Tommy, good job. Yeah, bro, here's the deal. Your boy Gus hooked me up with some real estate gigs. There's only one fucking rub, bro. I'm going to make a ton of flow. But I've been smoking some mad weed, yo. And you're like, yo, Tommy, why do you, when's your drug test? Let's say you were living in Jersey. And he's like, yeah, like I got to go bring them fresh pee. Uh, but they're not going to be watching me. It's not real strict. Yo, bro, take a leak in this cup for me because I know you don't smoke weed. You're going to tell your brother, fuck off? You'd probably say, yeah, sure, you dummy. You're not doing like heroin or he's not on, uh, he's not on meth or something. If someone's smoking weed... And they need a friend or family member to pee in a cup, and it's not a strict drug test where they're watching you. Because a lot of times athletes, I don't know if you realize this, people should know this, that a lot of times athletes and companies have someone actually watching you fucking pee with your dick out. That's why they sell like prosthetic fake yeah. penises. Oh, pe uh, like, yeah, no, that athletes, have, athletes have been caught with this. It, it looks like a fake dick you put in your pants. Yeah. 
and you pulled out your fly, and it's a rubber dick, and like it's like a remote control like water gun. I, if I had a family member or friend that I knew was in drug trouble, Kavino. Like if I knew they were, you're really going, just if they condoning were, no, their bad behavior. No, if they were though. going, if it they depends. Were, but what's it depends bad? On the Let's habit. talk about bad behavior. Say it depends on the habit. Well, I mean, it that's depends. why I was saying that. That's why I was saying because if I had you're, a friend, you're, you're assisting them in their right. in their shitty lifestyle at that point. Well, so you, that's what I'm saying. There's a maturity level involved um, here. So you know, I like to think of myself at this point of the game as an adult. All right, I have a question. But I'm not going to contribute to some jerk off, jerk off uh, lifestyle. If I hear the hear ye hear ye. Spot, if your brother J-Rock, who's a good man, you know he's a good husband to his wife Tracy, he's a man of honor, and a man that works his ass off. He works what, CBS Radio in New York now? Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. say CBS out of nowhere was like, you know what? Uh, we're testing for perfor less, performance. Uh, what, what if all of a sudden like Les Moonves or whoever the fuck is in charge of CBS was like, starting in the calendar year 2019. Didn't he just C step down? So, maybe he did. CBS employees... Uh, now need to uh, have clean did urine. You, did you miss like the biggest story of the past week? Yeah, dude, I'm a like, Disney, I'm a Disney ABC guy. Sorry, bro. Like, I'm a Sirius XM guy. Hear about Les Moonves getting? Uh, he got fired. Getting accused of oh. uh, sexual misconduct. Yeah, he kind of they gave him the boot. Or oh. he, took, he gave the boot to himself. He got the dust boot. All right, well, forget it. All right, so new man, here, perfect spot. New management at CBS. Drug testing now, and your brother's like. Yo, bro, I, uh, I'm on all these weird uh, workout pills, and uh, I fucking smoked weed at the club the other night when I was emceeing. Can you pee in a cup for me? You wouldn't pee in a cup for your brother? If his job depended on it? For my brother. Knowing that he's a good guy? Yeah, but I... I... They can't try... You're not going to get in trouble. They can't be like, let's analyze this pee. It's Christian Sorges. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> if if anything, brother be, and cousin anything, are a little this, different. We have the same mitochondrial DNA, so it probably wouldn't show up. Um, but... I, yeah, I would do it for him, but I'd like make you know I'd yell at him by after while doing it. I'd be like, I went bro, so freely, I, bro. I, you got to tone it down. Come on, right? Like I'd be, it'd be the most reluctant piss I'd give, I'd give, I'd like, give what, in what a long time. Yeah, what's gonna happen when I'm not around? Come on, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I'm telling you, there's a lot, there's a major drug problem in this country. If you had a friend or family member that was on meth or heroin or doing some dangerous things to themselves, so that could addicted really addicted to pills, or something. addicted to pain pills, they're really having an issue. Then you encourage that friend to get help, and you try to help them. Your friend casually smokes weed, and they want to pass a drug test because their company has a new policy, and they're like, yeah, it's pretty casual, but they're making me pee in a cup. Can you do me a solid? Because I was smoking at a party last weekend. It's also illegal, isn't it? <laughs> in certain states, but is weed really illegal? No, no paying for weed. somebody. I mean, like swapping out a urine sample. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> but you're like not going to get caught. They can't track your pee back to you. It's not like your blood. So if I kill someone and don't get caught, it's fine. Yeah, killing someone and giving your brother your pee for a drug test is the same thing. Now Spot has pee on his hands. <laughs> and I was my point when I was making when I responded to the friend in need. By the way, if you're joining us, friend in need, a guy hit us up saying his cousin asked him to pee in a, his, his wife to pee in a cup. So that she could pass a, a drug test for her new job. And he got, he flipped out like, no way, be responsible. You have to know the makeup of the person because it feels like low life behavior, but that's me not knowing anything about this person. Like, I like to think of myself as a responsible person where I wouldn't normally be in this scenario, right? But let's say it happened and I came to somebody, I think that someone I went to would be like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you're a good guy, you're good for it. 
this sounds like it's something out of character. I said, uh, you know, I have no problem helping you out because I know your intentions are good. It depends what type of person is asking you this because if he practices degenerate behavior and you know he's a a, a, a bit of a I don't say low life, but a bit of a underachiever, and it's not a question that's out of <laughs> out of the norm. Oh. Right? Look, then, then you want to say, go fuck yourself. Look at it this way. What if the person actually finally found themselves a good job, but they like to smoke weed? You're not going to try to help a friend or family member? When I saw this thing, when they, said a, when, they, when they said a family member. Yeah, how about conduct yourself like an adult? When they, when they said a family member asked a favor, I was like, ugh. When I think family member asking favor, you know what it usually is? Money. Hey, do you have a thousand dollars? Yeah, I need a couple grand. Or, um, hey, uh, so when you can you, when can you, you come... help me? Can you help me cover up uh, this uh, affair I'm having? Can you help me do this? Like, like, yeah, there's so many more serious things. Yo, a job. Let's say this guy works for, uh, I don't know. Give me a random company. Let's say he works for uh, Macy's, and they're doing a drug test. You're gonna be like. Hey, uh, I know you got a job as a manager at Macy's or something, but uh, hey, I am gonna help you, Peter Cup. Get the fuck out of here! I'll shit in a cup for you. But here's to the, help you. But don't you think that I'm not gonna have a, a crusade against marijuana because I don't? It's gonna be legal in all fifty states in the next. But hold on, twenty years. But but you could argue that if if someone is you know re regularly using marijuana, maybe it's hurting their work performance. Maybe they should tone. Or maybe down it's a bit. helping them. You think? You don't think? Wizenators have been outlawed due to this fraud. Now you're participating in it. Like if I had a, if I had a friend, Beha bad behavior, shitty lifestyle. How are you associating someone that uses like marijuana in any capacity as shitty behavior? As I said, you have to size up the person. If I what type of person is he? Is it? Is, are you not surprised that they're asking you for this? If you're not surprised, then you, you honestly have to question, like, well, am I helping or hurting this person by yeah, by right. doing this? You know, if it's something that's, like, if Spot came to me, right? Yeah. If Spot came to me, like, bro, fucking random. You know, this is why, sure, Spot, because I know Spot, and I know he's a great guy, right? But if, like, jerk-off cousin, who's a lowlife for the most part, comes like, bro, I need a favor. You, are you helping or hurting that jerk-off? Like, so, like someone who loves. Who, they like, lose their job. I feel someone like who uh, wakes and bakes and like dips out and smokes weed all. Like, like if you know someone who's like your old roommate Barnando before Barry was married and uh, living a different new life down in Florida. When you were living with Barry and he was managing Walgreens, he was the manager of Walgreens. But Barry smoked weed every day back then. If Barry's like, yo, dude, corporate came down and because I'm a manager now, they're gonna drug test me, bro. Can you pee in this cup for me? You would have said. No, Barry, my ethics. Like, really? Time and place. He, he I'm 20-something years old. I probably don't roommate. give a fuck. He was your stoner roommate who was a good guy you and is a good say? guy. I'll say I'll do it once, but you got to, for the next time, you got to figure out something. Yeah, that's probably the best answer. Yeah. Because then you're it's helping It's also them. a mood you're, you're in. You're like, not leaving them in a tight spot. I think yeah. if, if you're able to. EJ Reed brings. If you're able to bring the cup right at the time the guy's about to take a piss, the guy might be like, yeah, hey, gotta hurry up. Would, yeah. Timing is good. Timing would, yeah, involved. Good timing. Like, take him to a ball game, and then as you guys are going to the urine, I'll be like, "Oh, by the way, uh, you're about to pee in this trough." If you're making here's me a, feel like pee in my uh, pee in my Dodgers cup. If you're making it feel like it's something I have to go out of my way to do, your, is your, a, your answer how, is more likely going to be a no. I'm not saying go to a facility. If someone said, "Hey, you're at your house. I'm, I'm going to drop off a little cup, pee in it. What are you going to do? Not going to do it." EJ Reed, great point. I would pee in a cup.
You're not going to get in trouble or anything. If they get caught or something shady, it's on them. It's a if you work for a company that drug tests, they're not going to start an when, FBI. Okay. They're not going to start. A, asking, they're not going to start a DNA. It depends who's asking. They're not going to start an FBI DNA investigation to get to the bottom of whose pee this is. And what get happens? Out of here. What happens when they catch your uh, buddy smoking pot, and then like, wait, you pass the drug test, and like, oh. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, how did you get the urine? Uh, and then they name you, and then you're dragged into this investigation. You think that that could happen? Anything can happen. You think a company that drug tests is... This is not the MLB where they're trying so hard oh, yeah. to catch someone with performance-enhancing steroids. This is... This what if is they a, realize there's a different mushroom print on the cup? Mushroom print. Like, this is uh, uh let's go to Chris in Kansas City. Let's go rapid fire. Everyone seems to have a thought on this. We'll start with Chris in Kansas. You're on the show. Would you help a friend by peeing in a cup to pass a drug test? It was a friend in need, and a friend in need is a friend in need. He uh, some guy said his cousin's asking him. He's pretty much thinking, yo. I'm going to tell my cousin to fuck himself or of herself, and everyone else seems to be agreeing. I don't know where the loyalty to friends and family are. I would say, Spot, if you needed me to, I would but do anything. But why are you so willing to help out jerk offs? You don't think yeah. it matters who it is? You know why? Because I don't surround myself with jerk offs. Maybe that's it. I'm not I, saying I I'm perfect, the, but I, 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 I think I, that's I, it. Like, I, I think your perspective is off. Like, I'm picturing some low life looking like Machine Gun Kelly kid asking me to help him out. And I'm like, yeah, I, might, I don't really want, I don't want to dabble in your I fucking weird life. I don't want to make some. a very polarizing analogy here, yeah. real quick, and I want you to go to the phones because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the immigration issue. Yeah. You know how people will go through the process they'll they'll do all this work they'll put in all this effort to apply appropriately to become a, a citizen of this country See? and then other people that are just walking in or are getting all these rights and whatever the person who's putting in all this effort is going to be pissed at that person who's also getting the same rights as them for doing absolutely nothing. I think that's where this guy is coming from. I like this that. This guy is doing. I think this guy this has guy like is a straight edge. He's working his he has, ass he has off a chip for on his, his shoulder. family. Like, he has a chip on his shoulder, meaning like I feel like no, there's something to be he's said. He's working like, his ass off for like, his family. Him saying I work seventy hours so that my wife could be a stay-at-home mom has it's a, it's an irrelevant point to helping out his cousin with a piss no, test. No, because he's two working two his ass things. off for his family and his and his. Uh, a cousin is just like, wants to just like skate by and and abuse the system. What's skate by? Because he smokes weed. Yeah, that's like, no. That guy to go along with Spot's analogy is thinking I did everything right. Hey, you don't think I want to fucking smoke some weed every yeah. once in a while? But I'm I'm doing my due diligence let's, to be a uh, good person. Let's go to Chris in Kansas. It's not a friend in need. It's a, apparently a pee in need uh, from Claremont, California. What's up? Uh, what's up, Kansas? Hey, Chris. Hey. Um. No, long story short, Oklahoma welding on the pipeline. There's a good group of dudes um, working. They like to smoke weed, okay? Well, they invite me over to the hotel room. I thought it was just for beer, and they'd break out weed. And I'm like, no, I don't smoke that stuff. And they're like, you piss clean? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, we don't like the hangover in the morning. I was like, well, he's like, can you pee for us? I was like, yeah. I could said I'd go in there right now and take a piss. And uh, he's like, fill this bottle up. So he gave me whatever, a Mountain Dew bottle, filled it up with piss, and sold it to him for 50 bucks. Dang. I was on this job for two months and selling piss. There I mean, you go. They showed up to work and worked and fucking 
had no no issues. Now you're that's a, a horse of a different really? caliber. Now you're start selling your piss. I'm gonna, I'll do uh, that. I'm gonna start. I think you should start selling. We your should pee. start a business. Selling your pee. Uh, yeah, in sports, they, yeah, in sports, they, guaranteed. In sports, they test temperatures and stuff like that to make sure it's not old pee. Uh, Jen's hitting us up saying they also, you know, they send you to the lab when it comes to pro With sports, but, yeah, and stuff like that. But I'm saying if it's a real casual thing, I, I guarantee there's ways to sneak the system, and I would do it for a friend. I'm just saying maybe that makes me a better friend, or maybe I surround myself with people that are not scumbags. I don't know. I think that it kind of makes you an accomplice. You're just yeah. as shitty as that guy. Jerry, Jerry O on, in Long Island did this, and he said his friend was told by the people, you're diabetic. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit happens a lot, too. <laughs> oh, you're dying. Oh, Josh in Texas, hey. <laughs> we can't hire you. Hey, guys, love the show. Um, I got to say, I totally agree with Spot Gavino on this, and I think the whole conversation can be boiled down to something you guys talk about all the time, personal accountability and taking responsibility for your actions. The cousin chose to do that, so now he gets to suffer the consequences of it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. It depends on who the person is. If Spot asked me to do him this favor, I, I probably would. If jerk-off cousin did, I don't know. I'd think about it. I have my reservations. And Spot, I think your analogy was great, and that's where the reservations come from. Like, hey, man, I'm doing all the right things. You can't do the right things. Uh, but what? But what if you're not just doing the right things? You just don't, you know, partake in that stuff. Let's say you're someone that has no interest, like you, have no interest in smoking weed. But what if, like Al B, your buddy, was like, "Yo, bro, I like to talk once in a while," and the new company he works is like. Yo, Cavino, you know I'm a good dude. I'm I do the right thing, but I like to relax with a little weed. You're not gonna fucking pee for him if he asks you. Depend, like I said, depends on the person. So Al, yeah, probably because I know he's a responsible guy. If it's a desperate, you know, what if your what if cousin, your brother what if your brother-in-law? I'm just I'm just picturing you're naming all the people in your life. You're saying yes to all of them. So essentially, I would have to because my sister's livelihood depends on it. See? So it's case by case. Oh, exactly. All right, we're gonna take the rest of your feedback. The phones are hot. But I wouldn't be they're all hot. willing like Yo, you. They're hot like fresh pee. It might cost you 50 bucks. For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich. For a look behind the velvet rope of interviews. And more. Much more. On Faction Talk 103.